listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. You straightened my brother out. He was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Players couldn't get a drink at the table. What's wrong with you? I leave for New York tomorrow. Think about a price. Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. Wait a minute, Mo. Mo, I get an idea. Tom, Tom, you're the conciliary, and you can talk to the Don, you can explain... Just a minute. The Don is semi-retired, and Mike is in charge of the family business now. If you have anything to say, say it to Michael. Mike, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that! Fucking rap with me and my dogs is far-fetched. Drake, here's how they gon' come at you With silly rap views trying to distract you In disguise in the form of a favor The bar seeing me, watch for the traitors Uh, I done seen it all, done it all That's why none of these dumb dumbs could done them off The summer's off, the winner too Top down in the winner, that's oh, the winners too man. So, the Godfather, huh? You the, that movie the real cinema hours the, the, real, the realest cinema hours welcome to the one take podcast episode 108 uh this week we are doing a throwback review haven't done one of those since top gun um because it's been real real cinema hours but according to most we're not real cinema reviewers if we don't talk about the godfather the greatest thing that has ever blessed uh god's green earth and cinema and you're not a real man if you haven't seen it and uh do you actually like movies if you've never seen this movie? You're being this sarcastic, are, but some like, are asking. I 100% some are that. asking. <laughs> it is true. And this yeah. is our graduation as a podcast. Now we are in hashtag real cinema hours. Now we got to we gotta make sure we win this game, guys. We can't we can't lose. We're in the finals. It's time yeah, for all three of run. us are finally real cinema enjoyers. Real we've been training. We've been training to Godfather. be real, real movie boys, and now we have made it. This is our Jedi <laughs> moment. Look. Guys, I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. We're gonna review the Godfather. I can't. I honestly can't believe we made it two and a half years into this podcast. <laughs> it's actually insane that Royden was able to hold out for this long. <laughs> it really it's is. That Royden held out for about eighty episodes. He was just like, "No, I'm not gonna watch that movie." Actually, and fuck y'all for about eighty episodes in a row. <laughs> I I did a better performance than you refusing to watch Morbius. To be completely honest, I go longevity. I just want the podcast to know when we get the end of the year one take one take podcast awards. I deserve an award because I defeated the Morbius allegations on this. You podcast. really did, bro. I it was not even going to see work the movie. By me. Like, yeah, I, me too. I, I, I didn't. We are all better for it. it. Yeah, we are all better for it. Just for shits and giggles. And Tej was like, "Nah, we are not reviewing that shit on the podcast." And he like did such a good job. I didn't even our the fans. <laughs> it, we saved our fans two hours of nasty experience, bro. They they should thank us. We did a public service on this podcast by avoiding the Morbius allegations. <laughs> that and the Snyder allegations. You actually pulled a one eighty on that one. You pulled a swift one on that one. That was a <laughs> that couple was years four- ago. I cannot believe that Snyder had the audacity to say, "I'm going to release a cut of this movie that is four hours long." I was offended at the notion. I was honestly offended as a movie. That movie. is that is some people's godfather, to be completely honest. Oh my god. Oh my god. Some people some people Please. voted that the best movie moment in the Oscars. <laughs> Dude, I in history. Not not like ev not like not like not of like the last the year. End, 
not of the last year, not of the last like few months of ever. Uh, that so, footage doesn't exist. We have deleted that from the internet. If you go try to find that, it doesn't exist anymore. That moment never happened, guys. Uh, that, we uh, all imagine that. The only thing that happened at Oscars 22 is Licorice Pizza lost every award and Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, it's, and that's it. That's literally the only two things that happened. <laughs> They did actually have a Godfather reunion that nobody got to talk about after. <laughs> they did. They did. That's true. Um, we are talking about the Godfather, the one and only, 1972. Hey, bada bing, 1972, rated R, 9.2 on IMDb. Uh, too low. I, okay. Too low. Agreed. Too low. It is the number two rated overall movie on the website uh, of all time. Number one? Uh, I think Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Ooh. hey, let me tell you guys this. The Godfather is a much better movie than Shawshank Redemption. I'm sorry. They yes. are both rated at a 9.2. So but, I don't listen, know. Put the Godfather in first place because yeah, Godfather's number one in our better. hearts. Yes, thank you. Um, So the Godfather came out in Not 1972. It's two hours and 55 minutes long. Uh, The aging patriarch of an organized crime dynasty in post-war New York City transfers control of his clandestine empire to his reluctant youngest son, uh, written and directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Also, Mario Puzo has a uh, has a screenplay credit on this, based on the uh, former the best selling novel of the same name that came out only a few years earlier. The Godfather stars just everyone in Hollywood ever: um, <laughs> Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, James Caan, Diane Keaton, a very young Diane Keaton. Uh, Robert Duvall and a host of other character actors uh, who were in a uh, just a litany of other mob films and 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 things throughout the throughout the rest of their life. A lot of them actually, which is kind of weird, died not too long after the making of the second one of these movies. Uh, Talia Shire, though, who you might know from the Rocky franchise, who I didn't know was Francis Ford Coppola's sister. That's uh, yeah, so there's that, a that's huge... how she got the role, even though she's not good. Yeah, so, there's a huge please. history of nepotism with Coppola and his movies, um, which that's just Hollywood, but whatever. Natalia Shire stinks, okay? She's <laughs> she's actively bad in this film. It is the only criticism you could ever have of this film. She is there's, not good. There's so much Coppola nepotism that Nick Cage had to change his name to beat the allegation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody forgets Nick Cage is a Coppola, by the way. <laughs> Smartest yeah. thing he ever did was change his name. Literally the smartest thing he's ever did. Hey, nah, uh, y'all not about to get me. No, sir. <laughs> the average American doesn't know that. Like, he literally yeah. erased that from the record. Mm -hmm. But this has a 100 meta score. Um, that's the first time I've ever seen that. Just a 100. Um, it Too won low. three Oscars. Uh, best picture, best actor, Marlon Brando, who... We'll get into his performance after a while. It was just reading cue cards. That's incredible. Yeah. Just all first team. Don't give a fuck. Um, and it and it won Francis Ford Coppola his first uh, Oscar for best writing screenplay based on material from another medium. It this is the most shocking part about this movie. Three best actor in a supporting role nominations for James Caan, Robert Duvall, and Al Pacino. Split the vote. No one got in it. No one. No, no one won. won. Yeah, who uh, an absolute travesty. Uh, let's see. In in the 1973 Oscars, I think it's something egregious, but um, 
best Joel Carey for Cabaret. Oh, no, Joel Gray for Cabaret, which is a movie people love, but like they definitely split the vote there. Yeah. Um, that was a robbery. Literally, you could give it to any one of those three guys and you get your rights out of history. Well, Pacino, and he, according to history, boycotted the Oscars because he felt like he should have been nominated in the best actor category, um, along with Brando, because they have the same amount of screen time, or Pacino yes. even maybe has more. And I kind of agree. I kind of He's agree. Right. If you if you release this movie today, Brando is nominated as a supporting actor in Sweeps and Wins, and... Uh, Pacino is nominated as the lead actor. As best, yes, that's facts. Um, they, they were absolutely wrong for that. He should have been. He was right, and he boycotted the Oscars. But he was absolutely right. And then they didn't even give him the award that he should, didn't even think he should be up for. They didn't even give it to him. They didn't even give it to him. And then Brando, historically, if you've seen this clip, it's one of the most famous Oscar clips of all time. He didn't even show up for the award and use it as a uh use it as a moment to give a uh american a native american woman the chance to talk about the uh mistreatment of of their race in america and the person was tragically booed on stage like it was terrible 1972 they bo- they booed this poor woman what? Brando- have you not seen this clip no, no i've never seen it it is crazy what he didn't the show fuck? up to- yeah, he didn't show up to accept his, his award. He uh, allowed a Native American woman to go up and accept the award for him and talk about the mistreatment of Native Americans in America. And uh, the crowd booed it. Booed and, then her. They, and then they mistreated this Native American woman, literally yeah. proving her point. Yeah. yeah we'll show well, you. Yeah. People were sure. making, a, making a big deal out of somebody getting slapped up at the Oscars. That is much worse than somebody getting slapped up at the Oscars. Go look it up. You can find it on YouTube. Um, but they all were three were nominated for uh, Francis Ford Coppola was nominated for best director. It also had a nomination for best costume design, best sound, best film editing and best music, which it was deemed ineligible because um, uh, it was deemed ineligible because I think like they reused this score in a different movie earlier or something like that and just put it on the godfather (laughs) really that's i think something like that that's a thing yeah i think it was in a different movie anyway um, that other movie (laughs) to hear the godfather and be like oh shit this is the baptism (laughs) (laughs) which it's a classic score everybody knows it now but um i think that's correct i might have to be wrong but they did refuse to nominate it and replace it with another nomination um he should have this absolutely movie. won Best Director. We didn't say that, but that was also a robbery. Like they were robbed. I think they whoever won for like Cabaret or something like that. But um, that movie, though, <laughs> Cabaret is good. I'm not going to shit on it. But. We can talk about. We can also talk about the history of Francis Ford Coppola too, because it's very interesting. But this movie, based on a best-selling novel, uh, they didn't know if it was going to be a hit or not. Six million dollar budget, relatively big for. Um, not the biggest, but relatively big for 1972, was a smash. This movie made $250 million at the box office. That's like uh, that's like $700 million today. Earned it. Yes, earned smash. every penny. Yeah. It was critically well-received, uh, but right now it um, holds a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes critic score, which I don't know who's the person in there like, 
I'm not even going to give this a three out of five because that's what it takes to not give it an approval on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, like, I, I'm upset with the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing, to be honest with you. Because the reason uh, Paddington 2 doesn't have a 100 is because one fucking guy gave it like a like, two no. out of four or something. What like do those that. people get out of this when they do this and ruin things like this? Why are you like shitting years later? Like, why are you shitting on The Godfather? Why do you log onto the internet one day and go on a website and shit on The Godfather? Why do you do that? Yeah, who asked for that? Uh, 98% uh, audience score out of 250,000 plus ratings and reviews. Let's finally get into it. Uh, y'all told me y'all wanted me to go first. Yeah, I have to go first so we can bully you, have you to go first. wrong. Okay. Yes. So, um, I, historically, I have refused. We, we vamped about that at the beginning. I have refused to see this movie, not out of lack of uh, not wanting to. I, I, I actually really wanted to watch this movie for a very long time. At one point, you just like couldn't find it on streaming for a while. But also it got to the point where I had missed it. And so just to be just just to be an asshole, just to be a bit, <laughs> I, had just, I, <laughs> I had just been like, no, nah, I just haven't seen it. And <laughs> and the look of disdain and sheer just panic on white men's faces when you tell them <laughs> that you haven't seen The Godfather is just a ooh, spicy meatball. It is just like especially is, when you like. You usually usually I get to that conversation with strangers after yeah. telling them that I'm really into movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like before I had seen The Godfather, telling them I'm really into movies, never seen The Godfather. They're just like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it just looks like you just grew like a wart <laughs> on your face or something. Like they yeah, yeah. You think you think you grew a dick out of your nose or something like that? <laughs> they just be like, what is on your face? It is like, it, it is just incredible to to watch the reaction. That being said, like I, ha- I, I legitimately was being like I just missed out on watching a really incredible movie. Like, <laughs> like it, it just is really stupid to just be like, no, I just haven't, you know. But it is like it, this movie is fantastic. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front. Like this movie is just, just is, is really, really good. I, I will say, I find it very disingenuous and wrong that people don't think that people think this is a flawless movie. I think there are plenty of flaws in this movie. You have to really try hard to poke holes in it and you're being an asshole, which I will be, but like <laughs> there's only one know. flaw in this movie. And I already said it, bro. There's literally only one flaw. In this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the only flaw. Yeah, never yes. That's the only flaw in this film. I think it's very, I think it's very disingenuous and just, uh, uh, rose-colored glasses to to say that this movie is the most perfect movie that has ever existed it's the peak of cinema that we reached in 1972 and it you're just like the peak of cinema that but we it's not and it was the zenith of cinema but i will say this is the the it it allowed and did things in the movie that one hadn't been done in 1972 so i understand why it is regarded as the greatest film of all time because it did things the performances are so spot on and so incredible that that one it covers up you know sometimes sometimes some plot holes sometimes some things that Maybe not even plot holes. That's that's wrong because maybe I just got caught not paying attention. But the um, the it, it it covers up 
some weird choices that Coppola makes, but he makes so many good ones. He's like, he's like nine out of 10 from the field. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm trying to say here. He makes so many good ones that sometimes things that like maybe should have been cut out or it should have been maybe even a little bit shorter. What, what are the mistakes? Let's run yeah, the mistakes. Let's, I don't, yeah, I don't, let's go. <laughs> I, I thought he put up a clean sheet personally other than nepotism. I thought he put up a clean sheet. Well, yeah, the Talia Shire thing is not is not completely is not great. I I I will say this: there, some of the well, one, some of the blocking from <laughs> from the James Con fight scene is is completely. This terrible. movie was made fifty years ago, bro. It's That's terrible. not a mistake. It's, it's just terrible. That we are we are it's, time has moved in a way that makes it look like a mistake, but at the time. That was Tom Cruise level cinema right there, bro. That was <laughs> that was the greatest fight shit you've ever seen uh, you on a movie screen at the time. You can't tell me that when now, they've been making war films and 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 uh, western films with better fight scenes for a millennia. Like you can't tell me that. Nobody complained about that when they saw it in a film in 1972. I guarantee it. That shit was top of the line. It was we, we just spent oh, 50 years. It's not really fun to watch now because you could. You see him like literally missing punches. He's oh, like it's it's bad. <laughs> but in nineteen seventy two, that was the peak of cinema. No, I will say, I will say, there like I'm I'm really have to dig deep to like even really poke any holes in that. And that's really one of the 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 jokes that I had. I just I I at points was really confused about where the plot was going. It ends up wrapping up incredibly well at the very end and you kind of get mm-hmm. it there are so many fucking characters in this in this in this long ass movie um it ends up wrapping and tying a neat bow at the very end literally um and then it gets better tying, after this bro like that's the thing that's ends. crazy so yeah i'm not like i'm not i'm not sitting here and telling you that like that like it has glaring flaws like you can look at it and be like I don't know something from Christopher Nolan and be like, well, that just doesn't make any sense. No, it, most of the stuff wraps up cleanly and works really fine. Uh, I think the use of, of the editing in the very beginning was very kind of jarring. I have seen somebody and here's a problem. I've also listened to a lot of things about this movie and read about a lot of articles about this movie. Now, I think, people have said, oh, well, it's a bunch of vignettes of trying to get you into this movie. It's like a lot of episodes. It's almost episodic to start. I think that was a little weird. Um, And you can see it in the cuts where it just basically like hard cuts to a completely separate thing like six months later. And there's no sort of... It's very jarring in the very beginning. Now, I will say the second half... Oh no! All right, oh, yeah. I would say I was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> Where did you lose me? You would Se- say second half. Oh, okay. Well, the second half just completely goes like it's just from like from the from the time that he gets married in Sicily to the very end, just just goes. Yep, facts. And even then, I'm not quite sure you even like i get why you had like it it gives his character depth and everything even then like you don't necessarily even need the entire sicily part to me but i get why you do it 
that's that's kind of where I'm at with it, where it's like maybe who am I to to criticize Francis Ford Coppola and making movies like like whatever. But I, I just think there are parts where this movie, if it is trimmed and it goes like 230, I think this movie is quite literally like nothing holds a candle to it. You know what I mean? So you Whereas, just need the the two and a half hour cut of this yeah, movie, and you're I need like, the, I'm in. I need no, it. This I movie is long as fuck, bro. Like, <laughs> and I know I you said I that I would say that, but this movie, ooh, it, and, and the second one's even longer. It, they are both earned worth it. it. <laughs> they you gotta earn it. that experience, bro. The Irishman he, was like nine and a half hours, and I didn't it finish trash. the Irishman. Yeah, the, well, that's because it was trash. That's the problem with it. Not that it was long. He said it was trash. Yeah, you can't be long and trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to be a long movie, you got to have some heat. Like, The Godfather earns three hours. The Batman earns three hours. The Irishman? Nah, bro. The fuck out of here. The fight scene in The Godfather from 50 years ago is better than the fight scene in The Irishman (laughs) that they filmed two years ago with three times the budget. How does that make sense? That's insane. A lot of people are going to be screaming at their phones and telling me you're wrong. You know, you don't even appreciate good. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't believe that any movie is particularly just above reproach and above any criticism. I'm not saying that this movie isn't an A or an A plus even. I'm just saying that the thought is, is, disingenuous and you're lying if you don't say that any movie can't be criticized and that's where i think a lot of people hold this movie in this regard is that you can't make fun of it or criticize it whatsoever and i just find that false and categorically wrong and i think a lot of people that were raised (laughs) in gen x watched this movie when they were nine years old and it was some of the best time that they ever spent with their father and that's why they see that's why they see it in such an incredible light all right so i didn't watch this movie with my dad i also didn't didn't watch this movie with my dad i know you didn't i know you didn't but everyone in my mentions a lot of people in my mentions are being like, this is the best movie ever. When did you watch it? I was eight. Like, okay. Who this are you with? Real my cinema, da- my dad, we this sat, is- we sat down and watched it on VHS. Like, yeah, I get that. Like I love, I love Forrest Gump. Cause my dad showed it to me. You know what I mean? Like it's like uh, Forrest Gump stinks. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Don't do that. We're not going to force slander Forrest Gump. I don't like this. Everyone slanders Forrest Gump now. It's mm. a heartwarming movie. It's still good. Look, you know how you said that they could have cut like 20 minutes off of The Godfather and made it okay, like you're right. Now you're perfect. right, Dex. What you're about to say is right. You're they right. could definitely have cut some time off of Forrest Gump, and I would have been like, yeah. Cut Jenny out of the movie. <laughs> I, I will agree with you that it could stand to be a little bit shorter, but man, that is a great film. And everybody shits on it now, but it was still good. I was having a great time for the first like hour and a half, and then I was like, oh, we are, we're still going. <laughs> We got so, more stories. So people do not get mad at me and do not come in my mentions. I give this movie an A plus. This movie is fantastic. It create it paved the way for any cinema that came after it. It is in peak storytelling and just awesome performances from Brando, even though he's wearing he's wearing the weirdest prosthetics ever made <laughs> and reading cue cards. And you can tell he's just magnetic and magnanimous and incredible. And just the camera draws into him. Pacino gives the best turn I think I've ever seen of any character ever in any movie. 
And uh, to, James Conn is fine. Like James Conn was doing the most, but like Robert Duvall gives the most subtle performance that is so sublime. I think in this movie that I've ever seen, like, I think he had to me, one of the best performances in the, probably the best performance to me in this movie. I will just say that. I think Robert Duvall is incredible in this movie. And so don't get mad at me. This movie is an A+. I get it. You can still make fun of classic cinema. Yeah. And we will hopefully do that the rest of this podcast. It, All it right. does insist upon itself like the family gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it yeah. definitely insists upon itself. I will give you that. And but some no things more, are worth insisting on. <laughs> no more so than they're like, Oh, we're going to create an entire 10 episode series about the creating of the creation of this movie. And it tanked that I'm going to so, watch. And I heard is fire, by the way, we're yeah, not gonna it has 40% on, on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes well, lying, that. Rotten Tomatoes is lying. It, it might beat those allegations, but I'm going to watch, but I haven't watched yet, but I'm definitely tuning in. Yeah. So everybody don't get mad at me. I'm sorry <laughs> that I'm going to make fun of your favorite movie but I will eventually get to the jokes here because it's all jokes. Don't, well, I just a, got my joke. Twitter it's account. For, it's, it's time for real cinema hours, bro. There ain't no more jokes. You better get those out right now because we're about to <laughs> spit real talk about real cinema on this podcast, bro. Well, yeah, uh, I, do you want to talk about Talia? Do you want to talk about Talia Shire running around her house going, Aah! okay, that, I've already admitted that that is a flaw in the film. The, the, the film is a 98% from the field. With 97 points and 67 rebounds in the finals, like we can't criticize. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. This, the way <laughs> that you open this movie, you you are coming into this family in this world. First of all, literally the first scene is like, "Yo, bro, they got my daughter, bro. I need to get it back in blood." Marlon Brando's like, "Okay, but you never want to see me before. I had gatherings. You never invite me over to your house." I understand that you've made it in America and you live a certain way, but I had to get mine out the mud. And so you live a different lifestyle than me and you didn't want to cross paths with me. But now you're in my face because I made it, which perfectly relates back to when you get to Godfather 2, you dig a lot into the history of these people coming from Italy. That's why the stuff that the, the stuff you're in Italy in this movie really pays off because you spend a fair amount of time over there in the Godfather 2, and it really connects the two, the two stories of these two people. I haven't so, seen Godfather 2. You, I, you're going to. It's phenomenal. It's Dex thinks it's better <laughs> no, than We're talking about the Godfather. I don't think... We're talking about the Godfather. So you start this movie. This guy, it's really compelling. Somebody's asking for someone to be murdered, and he's like, I'm not going to murder him. We're just going to do equal eye for eye. Then you're at a wedding, and you have to get familiar with the family dynamic. Who are these people? So he has a date at the wedding, which allows him to tell us everything about the family in one scene because she's learning about the family. So we are too. Genius, genius way to flow the information. Like you said, there are a ton of characters in this movie. So it could be so easy many. to lose people. So the way that you do it is you orient them based on the family dynamic. You understand this guy's as he's he's at his daughter's wedding. He can grant a favor for anyone, which I don't know if that's true. That's a fire <laughs> concept. Like your my daughter's getting married, so now I get to bless the whole hood. That's incredible. So <laughs> I think that has been replicated in movies. Like I sorry to interrupt you. Everything that you see in this movie has been replicated in every movie ever since the since it came out. So I will give it that. It just did things that people weren't doing. 
Now everybody, every movie wants to pop you in at a wedding. It's like a very great way to orient the story. And, you know, you don't know a lot about Michael. You just know that he's kind of a war hero dude. All of a sudden, Frank Sinatra shows up at this party. This one was like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Frank Sinatra is at the party. Like, who the fuck are the you and who are these people? And it's like, oh, that's my old friend. Like, who is that? Who is that guy? Oh, yeah. Like, we go back. How do you know each other? Oh, well. Literally. My dad literally basically, Frank Sinatra. Ex- my dad basically extorted the people that he was on papers with. He became a big movie star. And he's, a, my, he's the godson of my dad. It's like, oh, shit, I didn't know y'all knew Frank Sinatra and them. Cool. And you're pulled into this world where basically anything is possible for these people that have made something out of nothing, but they've done it in a very illicit ways. And the way that you kind of pull back, the 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 way they get you into the movie is just so captivating, and it never lets go. It, it is always fascinating to see these characters, to see where Michael's going, to see where he ends up. And everybody's... The movie studio guy gives the best performance in this movie. Like, (laughs) but the dude is so committed to it. He's so good in the role. Oh my God. You know, he's he's in the movie for five minutes, but every time you watch it, you're like, I'm going to enjoy that fucking five minutes. This guy is fucking going for it. Like, he's giving, (laughs) he's giving everything to this part of this movie. Ah! The The performances are just so good. You feel like you're really in this world. Every time I watch this movie, I'm, I'm in there. Like, it, it, I'm about it, this it, life now. It's like, so good. It's just holy there's, shit. There's it nothing is... wrong with it except for every time Talia Shire's on scene, you just remember you're watching a movie because she is absolutely terrible. It will <laughs> it ages badly. It is just really bad. This movie is toxic masculinity at its finest. They don't go to therapy. <laughs> they just we just get our ops out of here. Get it back in blood. The every family. Time, we get it back in blood every time. Dude, and the, I, I agree the... with you that the the Tom character. It's just phenomenal because he he's he without him the movie doesn't work. He needs no. to be the one that's like, I'm trying to have the head on right, I'm trying to do the right thing, I'm trying to orient this. But everybody else is just like, We getting this shit back in blood. I don't care about the consequences. We riding out right now. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> they the all only gotta go. One that like they a lot of people have used the like the K Adams part is like the the avatar for the audience. I believe that it's Tom is kind of the avatar for the audience because even though even though he is also a part of all this bad shit, he's the only one that's like, Hey, can we stop and like, wait a second for like some of this? Like he's the only one that takes a breath, even including Michael. Like he's the only one that takes a breath. And I really found his performance. Like, especially when he's dealing with the Hollywood executive. Cause I texted y'all and I was like, dude, he's, he's throwing a hundred miles an hour without doing anything. (laughs) <laughs> like it's it, i don't even know how to describe it anyway sorry I, i'm gonna keep interrupting it's no I'm, I'm wrapping up i'm gonna pass the ball to dex but it's this is just every time you watch it it is just it it rewards the rewatch you go you know what's coming the the fight scene's bad and talia shy are bad but everything else is just so good the way the story wraps the way that you close literally the, it ends with closing the door like she sees that oh shit like they're kissing the ring like michael is the new don like it's the best has, way i've ever now, seen a movie and now he is he is the new don it perfectly <laughs> sets up a sequel we're gonna make all this money and it's easily follows from the sequel that you know now michael is the guy that's why it's it's, it's just being in that world and it feels so authentic it doesn't it doesn't take i don't think the movie takes itself seriously at all there are jokes in this movie there are obviously moments where you're supposed to laugh uh leave the gun take the cannoli, take the cannoli. that's <laughs> supposed to be a joke like it's not that they are taking themselves too seriously. It's like they made something so compelling 
and so dramatic and they told the story in such a cool way that they were able to people think it's pretentious but it's actually not it's like they're jokes it's sometimes there are moments of levity it has everything it has it has love it has there's some boobs there's there's oh that's another thing that has aged terribly (laughs) by the way we can talk about that holy shit that girl is like young as hell that was that's a weird dynamic every time see so my whole my whole thing about cut out the sicily thing i just wish they made her like of age and then with cool I, i i understand completely the choice that you make by having him do that he ends up back with k anyway like i understand why you would have that happen to him but come on bro like <laughs> just make her like 21 okay cool we're now we're having a great time but or hey, cast a woman that was actually of age then nobody yes, that we don't been, want to talk about we don't nice. want to talk about y'all's fave movie is uh problematic but yeah they, they shouldn't have done that it was a very regrettable casting decision a uh, very regrettable storyline in general. They could have just made someone old, older, and cast someone older. That's nasty, big nasty boy hours. Anyway, sorry. What's your grade, man? I I got you off track. Of course, it's an A plus. This is the fucking Godfather. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think this is our first A plus sweep in one take podcast history. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not good. gonna be the one that I'm not gonna be the one that I was I was thinking on coming on here and doing the bit of like, oh, I'm gonna give this a. Like an A minus or something, but no, I'm, I'm it's an A plus. Thank yeah, God, thank God. Yeah, that means I it's mean, in the one take Hall of Fame. It's in right the one shiny new plaque. It's in the Hall one take Hall of Fame. I'll take that. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it's the Godfather. Everyone knows the shit fucking bangs. But like watching it this time, I was like, this pulled off in three hours. What it took game of thrones like six seasons to set up like <laughs> it's a game of thrones 60 hours of television oh eat your heart off benny off and wise because <laughs> like like teach was saying they introduce you to like all the like a lot of the kid family and stuff at that wedding scene all right it's like cool we got the family dynamic it's like he's He's my brother. He's not really my brother. He's on some Joss No shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He over there. Like, we fuck he with really him. Gang we fuck with him, but he's not really gang like that. Yeah, he's not really gang like that. I mean, we we rock with the kid, but like, he a bastard. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't can't really rock. And then, he's Irish. Ugh. Yeah, you know. And you got your boy Rob Stark, uh, Sonny or whatever his name is, out here fucking wilding, like thinking he running the streets. And getting gunned down in front of the hoes. <laughs> uh, you know, like this shit really is just like Game of Thrones at the at the end of the day. Like and all the way down to like, Godfather Three being the last season of Game of Thrones, which just no one wants to talk about. But <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they like in three hours they just established this whole like they build up this whole world and like this myth around the Godfather and like how fucking like cool it is to be the Godfather. It's like I don't know. What the fuck any of those words mean? Like, it, I, you know, before is it cool? Because it looks like people are going to try to kill you. A lot. I mean, yeah, but it's like you know, when you're the Godfather, everybody's coming at, like, coming to you to like ask you to do stuff for them. You know, you got respect in the streets most of the time. You're kind of running shit out here. You're calling meetings and shit, like you know. Unless you're with Fredo. Yeah, unless you're Fredo, and then you know you got to get him out of here. But they established that shit too. Like, there's this whole fucking thing with fredo that they like he's barely in the movie and you can tell like this dude's fucking trash like i fucking hate this guy <laughs> <laughs> i'm not really a fredo fan personally yeah i don't rock like with five fredo. Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, fredo's fucking up the money out here <laughs> and then 
that comes back around in the second one. Four at a time. <laughs> I love how they send Fredo to the Knights Watch. They just send him to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like just so much shit like that. They do it. They establish all of this so quickly, and they get you through it. They tell you exactly what you need to know. They like don't waste time like trying to be coy about shit. Like Michael shows back up to Kay and she's like, How long have you been here? Oh, I've been here about a year. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It's been <laughs> it's been we had a hard cut when Sicily, his life blew up. Cool. Been here about a year. It's so Done. jarring. It's so jarring. He got back it's and he so... still was like, I'll cool off her for a little while. I'm, I'm not cool really trying to I'll cool off her. Like I'm tripping. I'll see where she worked at, but like I don't need to <laughs> Oh, you teach now? You teach now? That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> But yeah, like they tell you everything you need to know, like nothing that you don't need to know. They move characters in and out, but like it doesn't, for me at least, it wasn't confusing at all. It's like, okay, you've got, you know, this player here, he's real shady and like thinks he's a hot shot trying to come up. He's got the police in his pocket. Oh, we got him out of here immediately. <laughs> like both of those dudes are dead. Moving on. All right, here's the next <laughs> that guy. scene we can all talk about our favorite scenes, but that scene, I was literally sitting on my couch. My heart was racing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Oh shit. Is he going to kill a cop in broad daylight? Is he going to, yes, like, yes, he is. Yep. Yes. It's yes. It's going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> and bro, that cop went out so fucking sad. We can talk about it more. Once we get there. <laughs> Somebody, called it, Somebody called it. Bullets. Somebody called it. Bullets Parmesan. Somebody called it Bullets Parmesan the other day. <laughs> At least the other dude, the gangster dude, like, just, like, died. You know what I'm saying? The cop was, like, fucking flailing at his neck and shit. Like, nah, bro, just, just die. Like, why, just, does he, why does he People shoot die only... so funny in this, in this. It's like they didn't quite yet know how to perfect the dying in movies. Yeah. But, yeah. And the, so, yeah, you just got people... Oh man, we we got to talk about like the best deaths in this movie because I have a easy number one answer for me. But yeah, man, this movie gives you everything you need, nothing you don't. It's like three hours of just like just amazing, just storytelling. I fucking love it. I don't like. I'm sure there's some shit we're definitely gonna make fun of some shit. Like, but well, like, <laughs> can I start? Yeah, let's do it. A plus. Uh, let's go. This movie is racist. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, this they movie fucking hates black people, they did, bro. They did not hold back on the racism Whoa. in this film. Not at all. Okay, all it starts racism. out it starts out like like does the Hollywood executive know every slur for Italians like ever? He, that's that's like Mel Gibson. He has a slur for every group <laughs> around, bro. That dude has a fucking arsenal of slurs ready. He had everything right on the tip of his tongue. He, he tells him exactly he's German-Irish, and he makes up two different slurs. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got something for that, too. Don't you worry. <laughs> he gives, he literally did a, did a remix and put two slurs together for one dude. He was like, I got I got you all figured out, bro. This is the most racist movie ever. Big Myers Leonard like, energy where it's like, bro, do people say that? <laughs> why, do you, why do you have that? The amount of Italian slurs that guy throws out in a breath is astonishing. It takes it takes your breath away. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> Just like it was it's worse it was, than 
Godfather too. They, they treat Italian people so bad in this movie. Man, but, and uh, he, this movie just like actively hates black people. Just ooh, like for oh, no reason. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's nasty. I don't stuff. even want to. I don't even want to say any of those lines because they're so bad. But the <laughs> one when they're sitting there saying where they can introduce the heroin or the cocaine. Yes. Yeah, we can yeah. sell drugs to them. Bananas. They're oh, animals. It is insane. <laughs> Oh my god! That shit hits you every time I watch this movie. It hits me like a bomb in the chest every time. I'm like, God damn, that is some, that's some. Yeah, it's like, bro, I want to be down with the Corleones, but y'all out here being racist. <laughs> <laughs> but like it, um, obviously the 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 decision to base this movie because they originally wanted to make this movie in night to base it in the 1970s to save money. So they wouldn't have to make to get all these old cars and old suits and, and guns and everything else um, and base it in 1940s New York, which would have sucked. So basing it in the 1940s, you're like, yeah, that just makes a lot of sense that like yeah. everyone is racist. Like, duh. <laughs> not that not that they're any less racist in 1970s, but like or 2020s. But yeah, or 2020s. But it just you can get it, off like, some real racism in your movie if you said it way back there, because they they got some real racism off in this film. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like they practiced it. It was crazy. Um, the uh, the thing with basing it in the 1940s, I think, really plays really well with kind of just how the movie looks in general, because it's you know, they're still filming with film in 1970, duh. So it just, it kind of just plays better as a, how do they get away with all of this stuff? Because we don't have DNA evidence or fingerprints or anything like that. Like, yeah, yeah. just, and that also plays a lot easier. Um, Cause yeah, bro, they just and shoot also some, of broad day. <laughs> yeah. some of that stuff was really happening that let's not, let's not act like they're just writing a script. Like, the mo- the story of the mafia in America is some of the wildest shit ever to draw from. Like shit, yeah. like this was really happening. People were really getting shot in broad daylight, and everybody in the well, community knew who did it, and nobody could tell the cops. Like the story, the story behind the offer, the, the the show that they're making is that the mob actively did not want them to make this movie. Facts. Because they're like, oh, it's putting us in a bad light. Like, bro, you're the mob. You're the mob. What good light is it? They were like, this is- <laughs> The, the like the Italian Defamation League was very against this movie being released, and they was you know like the, the but the mob itself was literally like we don't want this movie coming out, and they had to do certain negotiations and certain stuff had to get taken out of the script because they had to get right. Like the mob was like, no, you're not putting that movie out like that. These dudes were massive. These dudes had massive amounts of capital and political power. So it's like I, I'm leaning on this movie studio. Like y'all know how I get down. Y'all better not put that movie out like that, or else it's gonna be people Ooh. popping up with horses in their beds. Like, y'all better chill out, bro. So, but hey, really I gotta say the studio. the Italian Anti Defamation League or whatever they were on to something because like, like fifty years later, like everyone's talking like Marlon Brando <laughs> when they want to make fun of Italian. <laughs> and also, the it's- mob was absolutely right. That they knew you can't put this shit out like like they were right like people gonna watch. Oh, we're this cooked shit. out here. Yeah, yeah we're cooked. We are cooked. <laughs> the, the the just the the easiest impression in the world to do is like I'm gonna make them an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> when you come to so, me yeah. in the day of my daughter's wedding, the Italians who were like, "Nah, bro, you can't put this movie out. This will be bad for us." They were onto something. Like <laughs> <laughs> they peep game. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, 
and <laughs> and then my other my other nitpick is that they literally just had a 16 year old girl like go topless in this movie yeah, y'all's favorite movie is problematic i'll just say <laughs> that to, to everybody like yeah, most yeah. movies are problematic when yeah, you we all go, have problematic faves yeah we all have problematic faves but like francis what are you doing my guy what are you doing very nasty <laughs> hours bro very um nasty. but yeah that's that's the hasn't aged great the racism and uh the other thing not great, but <laughs> not, not great. The rest of it is sublime to be completely honest. Incredible with me. film. Like um the story, real quick before we get into our favorite like scenes and stuff, the story of Francis Ford Coppola is incredible that he made this film to me. And I just love talking about the history of this because I did like the deep dive and I've, I've listened to a couple podcasts on it. Like he was like making bad movies. He was like making like art house movies in movies that tanked and not commercial. Yeah. Not commercially successful films. And he was one of the ones that they're like, he was like the sixth choice to come and make this movie. And I compared it when looking at and going back and looking at his previous filmography before he made this movie, it would be like if James. <laughs> he just got lost again. <laughs> you got if James Franco was trying to be a director for like 15 years, got his chance to make the Godfather. <laughs> like, and he just blew it out of the, like what, you know, well, like it really is like that because you go and you look at James Franco's other movies and it's like 35% on Rotten Tomatoes or 3.5 on IMDb. Go and look at, at Francis Ford Coppola's previous work. And then he just reels off somehow reels off one of the greatest runs in history where he goes godfather godfather part two apocalypse now you know what it feels like we always compare shit to sports on this podcast but i was talking about this with some people earlier today you remember how like joe burrow was just some dude and then all of a sudden he was just fucking joe burrow (laughs) yeah lsu was the greatest team of all time and he won that started in austin Texas. He was just a guy, and then he went to Austin, Texas. He threw about 19 touchdowns in one game and did us all types of dirty. And then all of a sudden, it was like, holy shit. And then he became, now he just almost went to the Super Bowl in his rookie. I knew that until he came to Texas and ruined my life. Props to Joe Burrow. I love Burrow. They hurt my feelings. Yeah, because, like, the first couple years, like, you got beat out at Ohio State, came to LSU, and he was like, okay. And then... Francis Ford Coppola was T-Mac before Orlando. <laughs> Wait a second. No, no, no. That's disrespectful. You can't do that. T-Mac before T-Mac. Orlando was great. T-Mac before Orlando was scoring 15 points off the bench. Like, You got to stop this T-Mac slander, right? We can't. Even though T-Mac was the T-Mac's Rockets my crowd. favorite person, like one of my favorite players of all time. He was not He was not T-Mac, Hall of Fame T-Mac, until he went to Orlando. He just yeah, was not. Also, T-Mac, 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 T-Mac don't have a godfather, though. <laughs> T-Mac don't have a godfather. T-Mac so. wants you scoring titles. T-Mac, T-Mac don't have a godfather, though. No disrespect. He's more like a he's more like a Forrest Gump, maybe. Maybe a Forrest Gump. Uh, he's, a, he's a Bob Zemeckis. Um, yeah, so he after making just films that no one saw, he goes, The Godfather, The Godfather Part 2, The Outsiders, or Apocalypse Now, The Outsiders, and uh, a bunch of movies that like Rumblefish and some other movies that people love. 
And then he just like, whatever the rest of his career, he's just made in the shade. He doesn't even have to like really do anything. He doesn't really make any other great films to be completely honest with you. Like he does the Godfather part three, which people actively hate uh, Jack, the movie where Robin Williams plays uh, basically a mentally challenged person. Um and then he plays, and then he I does. I always forget that he did Jack. I watched the movie. Yeah, when I was a he kid. does Jack, and then he does like. I think the last great movie he made was like The Rainmaker. Never so. People like The Rainmaker. <laughs> yeah, it's good, but it's just like he he makes. These... It ain't The Godfather though. Well, yeah, he makes no, these elite the elite movies in a row, and then it's just like whatever. That's like, it. It's so crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I just had to go on that tangent. Yeah, he had his like Kanye West. He's like Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West is in his, you know, the Rainmaker stage right now. But you know, before <laughs> that, he made it the Godfather. Yeah, it's fair. Um, now he's just like he just makes cheap wine, and he's still alive. Yeah. Yes. He, I did not know he was still among us. <laughs> he is very much. He was at the he's Oscars. Still alive. Yeah. Was he? Yeah, he was yeah. with Pacino and De Niro. Shit. See, this how movie much... was made 50 years ago, and he still is alive and ticking, and he made the Godfather. I told y'all, he... bros, only two things happened at the Oscars. Licorice Pizza lost, and Will Smith slapped <laughs> the shit out of Chris Rock. That's it. Nothing else. And the story of him, too, is if you don't know, he's like a historically terrible businessman, too. Like, he's just historically bad. And is he the was wine not working? No, the wine is now working, but before, he hmm. was like, he did a, he made a company with... Um, like George Lucas also had some sort of a hand in this film also in uh, the Godfather. And he made a company. He was best. He was one of, he was like good friends with George Lucas. They started a film studio. The only reason, part of the reason people think that he took the Godfather was for money to pay off debts to his company. And then he just made the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Well, hey bro. Uh, when the rent due, you make some shit move, bro. Like, the rent was due. Yeah, I think it, it. I think people have said he works best under pressure, like under a time crunch, because given his own devices, he'll just take forever to do whatever he wants. You know, we I. call e. that in Robert Eggers. We call that undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, favorite scenes from this movie. Go ahead. My might be my favorite scene from all of movies, to be honest with you. It's the baptism scene. Holy shit. Like it gets it gets no better. Like a perfect movie scene, fam. Like it, there's there's no better way to like crown Michael as the godfather than by him literally becoming a godfather and pulling off <laughs> like five red weddings at once like he's just killing all the ops while he's at church disavowing satan like it's incredible and like i mentioned earlier my favorite death in the film it's got to be fucking mo green putting his glasses oh, on oh we haven't even talked about massage. mo green just to get his just to get shot through his glasses he's bro <laughs> Who do you think you are? I'm Mo Green. You don't, I was making my bones when you were making like cheerleaders. I straightened them out a bit. You straightened out my brother? <laughs> yeah. 
just the most just about hey was this just like that's when i knew i didn't like fredo when fredo said michael you don't come to vegas and talk to a man like mo green like that and in my head, I was thinking, who the fuck is Mo Green? What, why who can't the Mo fuck Green is Mo Green to, to me? I don't fuck with Fredo, bro. I don't. My brother would never do that to me. I don't fuck with Fredo at all. Uh, but you know, Mo Green, he has he made some points. Okay, like okay, maybe Fredo shouldn't have been living like that. But you can't be beating up my brother. Like if I'm the boss, you come to me. I'll straighten him out. But don't straighten out my brother, bro. Don't do that. Mo Green, I like know, Michael. Mo Green looked like. Like every '70s actor that has ever existed, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't place him. Like he looked almost like Chevy Chase. Like he looked almost like Harrison Ford. Like I couldn't place who this guy was. And like he's, it just—he's Mo crazy. Green yeah. to me forever. Like every time I see someone who looks like that, I'm like, oh, it's Mo Green. <laughs> I was <laughs> making my bones when you're going out with cheerleaders. Hey, <laughs> it's it's incredible. But yeah, he's definitely the most. Yeah, the Italian def- Anti-Defamation League was definitely like, yeah, Mo Green, can't, we can't abide that. No, no thank you, sir. No. <laughs> Mo no. Green was a bridge too far. What, yeah. what was that? <laughs> Mo Green is the most, what's going on here? Like, hey! <laughs> there's, so many, there's so many people in this fucking movie that are just like, what? Just that's the sentence. There's so many people in this movie, period. <laughs> but there's so many people just coming in like, Oh, we got like a first year director. I'm gonna throw my fastball, and they are just and and Coppola let him go. Like the we keep going back to it. the the movie The movie executive, I cannot be made to look ridiculous. <laughs> is, is the most incredible thing of this movie. Oh, um, so fucking good. And like just, I mean, I like I knew about the horse head thing before I saw the movie. Obviously, that's like an iconic thing. But had I not known that that was happening, and that, said, by the way, yeah, had that like been a surprise to me, I like, I can't imagine like seeing that shit for the first time, not knowing what's coming. Like that just had to be fucking incredible. <laughs> I just love that they use a real horse head. Like, I know Peter probably didn't love it, but like the fact that they use a real horse head just really at that scene is so. Uh, can you imagine that? Like, that would be the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Like. You know how big the, a horse yeah. is? That take up the whole fucking bed. Like that would be scary as fuck. The rumor is that he didn't know it was going to be a real horse head, and so like partially his screams are really real. Which I don't know how you would know that because you got to get in bed and have blood put all over you. Like I yeah, don't. Yeah, how could they you bring would... a real human horse head that probably smells horrendous into a room and you don't know that it's in there? You have yeah, to know I that don't... it's in there. But yeah, that's all. Like. When you were doing nitpicks earlier, I thought that was going to be one of them. Like, how does somebody sneak an entire horse head into your bed while you're he sleeping? He sleeps hardest. Fuck. <laughs> that dude sleeps real good. He's very rich and he sleeps very comfortably because he didn't yeah. move for shit. Because you know, like, I'm sure carrying a horse head, they were like fucking grunting, bunting in the shit, like, dropping like, shit all over. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it, Fredo. There's literally blood spraying on the ground as they carried it to your house. Like, how do you not hear any of this? The director turn, turn the head diagonal. it. <laughs> yeah, the director's kind of like, get the, the fucking go in the do- no, you lift up the cup. No, you lift up. God damn it. <laughs> that's the that's the first of all, how hard is it to decapitate a horse? Holy shit. <laughs> like 
that has to take that has to take multiple power saws or something yeah, like not, you're like not that we subscribe to such a thing on this podcast peter not gonna no. be put no allegations on us we are not advocating we're just <laughs> not we're just trying to in understand 1972 how hard was it to decapitate a horse because like I mean, do you, I guess you have to like shoot it first, and then you got to go to work with the saw. But like, no, they used them, a they used a dead hours. horse. They didn't kill a horse for this purpose. They don't. No, horse I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm talking like, like in the, the it's like yeah, within the world of the movie, oh. not like no, just shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It's so weird. I will say that's a kind of another nitpick at the very beginning of the movie because he goes and he like it hard cuts from him leaving the studio to. Oh, now he's at his house. Well, if I would have known you were Don Corleone, it was just like <laughs> it just immediately goes to the next scene. If you watch it, it's like get out of here, racial slur, and then it's the next scene is well, if I would have known. It, there's no sort of like interplay between. I don't, them. I don't want no beef with the Corleones. Yeah, but then he gets up and he screams at him at dinner. Well, he said yeah. he had to learn him. He said, I got to tell you, she was the best I ever had. She was beautiful. He was really her father. Beautiful. Uh, also, we, we talked about it a little bit, but the, the obvious. With his olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> olive oil olive, skin. Olive oil voice. <laughs> that was incredible farce. Um, <laughs> can I be made to look ridiculous? Um, the. The obvious stand-in for Frank Sinatra is just so funny. So funny. But, like, the funniest part of it to me was, like, I don't know what the standards were in 1972, but, like, looking at girls, like, fawn over him as he showed up to that wedding, I was like, for real? <laughs> this y'all's man? <laughs> this is the one? Yeah, what's the equivalent Bro, of, like, a middle-aged dude? Like Frank Sinatra. You can't. I'm black as well. Not thanks, that's, not thanks, that's not Frank Sinatra. Yeah, we're talking. That's I'm Johnny talking about Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine. Yeah, oh, like him pulling up to the party. I was like, this, this is the the heartthrob. Like this, is, this is the best y'all got. You know, some of the R&B people be ugly, but the, the women love them because they <laughs> sing well. Like who's the Johnny the Fontaine equivalent? Who's, who's the Johnny, Johnny Fontaine? Fontaine of today? <laughs> There's some ugly people out there that's gotten got a lot of trim out here for singing songs. Okay, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. You know he's. Jackie Kennedy, they gave sense. a lot of love just for being oh, there. No. <laughs> just for being around. <laughs> <laughs> so just maybe Johnny hanging around makes it. <laughs> uh, you know who didn't give love to Jackie Kennedy? <laughs> John. <laughs> John uh, you F. Can, uh, you can be around, and that's all. <laughs> um, They'll love you for it. I won't. <laughs> Oh man, he never got to see this movie. That's crazy. Um, yeah, huh? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Damn. That thought, John Kennedy never got to see The Godfather. Fuck. <laughs> R.I.P. Gone too soon. <laughs> 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 it's like that. It's like that tweet about like Rosa Parks lived long enough that she could have saw Shrek. Like, same energy. Oh 
God. That is insane that Rosa Parks literally like saw Shrek or like seen Shrek. Like, she lived Shrek. a very long life. That's a blessing, man. <laughs> also, I think Rosa Parks would have fucking loved Shrek. <laughs> it's a great film. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Fan figure, so she never got to see the Godfather. Damn, Mahabad never got to see. The Godfather put Rosa Parks into Transformers, and Rosa Parks didn't see that shit. She said, Fuck this. I'm not watching this shit. Why, why, why am I in this movie? Oh, Rosa Parks did not want to see that shit, bro. She did not watch that film. Holy shit. Oh, my God. She's like, I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> oh Before God. any fucking thing else happens, get me out of here. Frederick, Frederick Douglass never got to see Armageddon. <laughs> Our happy gone too soon. Gone too soon. Oh my god! Uh, Betty oh, White oh, gets sh- to make it to the Batman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Content. Oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Guys, we don't think death is funny. We're sorry. It's not. But John death Kennedy missing funny. out on the job on the Godfather. It's just... Roy, you just derailed us. That was why. the worst derailment we've ever had. I don't know why that has me crying right now. <laughs> Holy shit. You know what it is? It's not that. It's 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 t- everybody going silent and teeth going, damn. Like, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh shit. <laughs> Speaking of death, what is oh your favorite God. death scene in oh. the movie? Yes, Brian, give us your favorite death scene. Um my favorite my favorite death scene, I mean it's it's uh it's sunny because it's literally the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He got life. shot about 9,000 times. He got shot a thousand times. And the funniest thing is, is that I saw like the, the, the toll booth director or whatever, just duck behind. like <laughs> he the thing down? And they, Yeah. And they spray that thing with a thousand bullets. He's How did dead that too. toll booth guy not die? He definitely died, bro. The funniest like, part about that scene is a Sonny gets shot like 50 times and then gets out of the car. (laughs) What are you doing, bro? What is your move? By the way, that's Denzel's death. Denzel, they did Denzel the same way. They definitely did that for Like Everybody has done that now. And he's just like, like, it's just like, (laughs) it is insane. First of all, that's also kind of a nitpick too, is like, how do they set that up? I know it's because Carlo does like sets it up like basically, but it feels very serendipitous that they're they're also there. Like they they could have been waiting for like fifteen days. <laughs> no, yeah. they it wasn't. Ser- they set it up with Carlo. I know they, they said- set it up with Carlo, but it feels like I'm just waiting for uh, an opportunity to beat the shit out of Talia Shire. was he like you know what i'm not gonna acknowledge dinner she's gonna flip out and i'm gonna beat the shit out of her and then like they can set us up at the toll booth y'all gotta be ready ready at a moment's notice because she doesn't cook that often like sometimes they do that so that you don't see that carlo has now turned you don't know that he has turned yet 
So you're just seeing him as the piece of shit husband. You don't know that he's actually working with the ops. So it is definitely yeah. a weird, like there had to be a better way to like get your brother to come now, but it had to be something serious for him to like get up during dinner and drive all the way across the damn tow road. Like he's not just going to get up for nothing. You got to do something. Not that yeah. I advocate for beating women, but you, know. <laughs> you got to Hey, sometimes that's what you're saying is like, some, sometimes you got to like throw the meatballs around. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, you, if you already have committed to be in a now dealing with your ops, even though you're literally married into the family, of the person you're trying to have killed. Yes, your wife's brother. Like, I know he beat your ass, but like, that's your wife's you, brother. You like, had it coming, to be honest. Like, yeah, you definitely had it coming. It's not like it's not like he gave you ass up you didn't deserve. <laughs> you deserved it. You should have charged that one to the game, dog. And you still yeah, be alive. Like, I was wilding. My bad. She, he right. I should I should keep my hands off my woman. Like I'm tripping. Yeah, I am never he gonna just, touch like, went full the again. other way. He was like, he took such. Great he did get the shit beat out. The best fight scene. I will say this: he got Sonny the fucked shit up. <laughs> Sonny fucked up. He should have killed him first. He should have killed him. He should have killed him. Three, no questions three asked. Months ago. Yeah. <laughs> he loves his sister too much. Hey, well, nah. Michael <laughs> didn't got him. Sonny lot not like Michael because you're gonna see what about Michael, bro. You're gonna see very soon how Sonny treat his siblings. Yeah, or I how mean, Michael treat his at, siblings. Sonny wasn't like Michael. The, at the end of the Godfather one, Michael's still in these streets and Sonny is not. So yeah. like, it tells you who, who up. Like, I really want to tweet JFK didn't get to see the Godfather. That's crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know why like that. I don't know why that broke me like it did, but <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna nah. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one in the drafts. I can't. I can't wait to tweet that clip out. What's what's the? We should also say that this film, like Puzo, is 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 obviously credited as a writer on the movie. They they collaborated pretty closely with Puzo. It wasn't like they just acquired the rights. Like Puzo was actually, uh, you know, like saying we shouldn't do this, we should do that. So he actually had he wrote the novel, right? And how they shaped it. He wrote the novel, but when they were making the movie, he was very much involved, and so they would have to bounce stuff off of him. Uh, and there's decisions that are made in The Godfather 2 that Puzo was originally against. He was like, don't do that. And they had to go convince him. They had to sit down with him and convince him, this is what we should do. And he was like, I'll give you that if you give me that. They literally are like having a negotiation of what gets in, what doesn't get in to make both these movies. Both of them were made that. I know that. That's dope. He also got a lot of stuff wrong, though, too, about like, not to, not, but like historically wrong about, about Italian mob culture and stuff like that as well. Um, which, subsequently has now like you said made it into the cultural lexicon <laughs> which is which is like chalk that one up to the game i guess but like it is like it is it is really funny that he just got to be wrong about a lot of this stuff and now it is just accepted as tradition <laughs> oh yeah, also I... robert town wrote one of the best scenes if you don't know who robert town is robert town won an oscar for uh chinatown um, incredible cinema uh he's also been nominated for several other oscars for writing but he wrote <clears throat> the scene between michael and the godfather in the garden uh where they're talking about it. he's like i didn't ever want this for you and it's like <laughs> you know uh, he's, like, he's like i wanted you to be a senator or whatever he's like there's still time but he wrote that so that scene, by the way, like when uh, Brando was telling him about like the Barzini meeting and all this other shit, I was like, hey, yo, Jay-Z used that. 
<laughs> That's a yeah. Jay Z bar now. I like I had, Yeah, I had never thought about that shit before. Like I'd seen this movie before, and obviously I listened to that Jay Z like verse a lot, but like I never really like connected the two. And I was like, oh shit, so Jay-Z much the goat. Especially by Jay Z, but so much of this movie has been just also I don't want to say co opted, but used in rap culture as well and rap lyrics and songs. It's, it's really cool, actually. Yeah. Like, like going back and listening to some stuff, and you're like, like early Jay Z or, or not early Jay Z, but like a lot of that stuff has been really co opted. And even like Chris Rock had something like. That shit would blow up like the Godfather, like that that <laughs> joke. Uh, no, it was the OJ joke. Yeah. The rappers of my era loved the Godfather and all those Italian mob boss movies, and they were all basically playing mob bosses and the reps, and they took from these things. It's like the greatest story of like betrayal. It's like it's always all these movies are about betrayal, or like you thought you were gonna get one over on somebody, but they got one over on you first. Everybody's paranoid at all times. They literally trying to go back in the hospital and kill kill the ops. Like, damn, we we fucked up. He took five shots, but we got to finish this. So we just gonna run up run up to the hospital and get him done now. Like, oh, I got to make the baker dude look like a heavy so that you know my ops don't come in here blasting. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. It's perfect. Perfectly made to cross over into rap culture. It's like it's like a marriage made in heaven in terms of content for rappers. It's everything you love about the first few seasons of Game of Thrones. Like, literally, in, like, three hours, you get all that shit. Like, all the betrayal, the family, the, like, the rivalries, the murder. You get all that shit. Like, six seasons of Game of Thrones in three hours. I don't know if you can make this movie now. I think this movie becomes a HBO miniseries. No, they made this movie. It's called The God. It's called The Irishman. <laughs> Well, that was made because Scorsese made that movie. Like, you're not giving this movie to uh, fucking Robert Eggers and like yeah, saying, thank God for that." None, of, yeah, none <laughs> of your movies have made any money. Like, and I know you're a visionary director, but go make this IP. Instead of being, you know what I mean? Instead of being paranoid, uh, like he would be seeing like literal visions of gods and and villains and animals and stuff. That's what Tony. That's what uh, Michael. Would have been seeing as Robert Eggers' version of The Godfather. Yeah, Robert Eggers not making no movies that happened before, like people before Crocs existed. That's never happened. No, I, I, it, it it is kind of the equivalent where it's like, okay, we're gonna give this guy who's like a visionary filmmaker this like historic, like this best selling IP. You know what I mean? It is really, really interesting. Um, It's it's perfect. They just did. It's It's not perfect. But it's the Northman is the new Godfather. It's it's perfect cinema. Eh, We did love that movie. Go see that uh, shit, bro. Phenomenal. What was y'all's What was y'all's favorite uh, death? Was it all the deaths for you at the very end? Or I mean, I know that was your favorite scene, but like the sunny death cracks me up. That's so like for me in particular. It's Mo Green putting on his glasses to see what's happening and then getting shot right through his glasses. (laughs) The best death in the movie is the scene in the Italian restaurant. That is. The, there, are, there's literally a rapper that made an album that was completely about this scene. Like that was the whole album concept. It was about this scene alone. That is the greatest scene in the film. It's the best death in the film. It only has one flaw, which is not really a flaw because people have tried to explain it away. The, the what's his face tells him to shoot him both four, both two times, once in the head and once in the chest, and he only shoots the cop or he only shoots the bad, the the other mob boss guy. One time, and he shoots the cop twice, or vice versa, whatever. Then he shoots three shots, 
I don't, there's no like, why do they have him say shoot him four times and then he only shoots three? Other than that, it's literally a perfect movie scene. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. I was saying my heart was beating out of my chest in, in that because it, it is the classic thing that we now know of like building tension sort mm-hmm. of. And, and even he takes, even Coppola takes from other noir films like that, but and uh, how to, and how to build the tension, like two characters don't know what another character does know sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and or like he hesitates for that one second, like when he's reaching for the gun, like behind the toilet, yeah. like mm-hmm. hesitates for just a little bit. And you're like, fuck, is it not there? Stops. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, and it, at that point, you're still like, we don't know enough about Michael to know whether he's going to do it, which is why it works so well, because we know he's been told this and we know he's not really in the gang like that. We know he's never really stepped across this line before. So he volunteers for this thing and you're like, okay, is he going to do it? And having them speak Italian beforehand while the cop is with no subtitles looking like an idiot with no subtitles is just such a great decision. I love every time I watch it that there's no subtitles because you understand that you like, you don't need to hear the words, you know what the conversation is, but here's what it would actually sound like if this were a real thing. It would sound like this and there wouldn't be subtitles. Imagine you are one of the other people at the restaurant. This is what it would sound like in in this space. He's so tense. He's kind of absent in the way that he he has his gaze where he's like kind of looking at them and paying attention to them, but kind of like somewhere very different than them. His brain's like in two places. He's just like, all right, well, I got to prepare myself to do this. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to kill you no matter what you say right now. Like, (laughs) We've already passed the point of no return. Like we're having this conversation. I'm just trying to lure you into a false sense of security. So he's trading the bars back and forth. I need the I need representations that my father will be left alone, which is exactly what you say in that situation if you thought you were actually bargaining. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go take a piss. And then the cops like, I I've seen him. I I frisked him. I frisked a thousand young punks. It's just hilarious. <laughs> The, the first, the last thing that this guy does in his life is like grab <laughs> Michael Corleone's dick, <laughs> then he's dead. The weirdest decision that Coppola makes in this movie, it's the weirdest blocking decision that he makes in this movie, is I need to frisk you in the front seat of this car. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it just is like just weird. It just is a weird like half of Michael's back covers up the frame of the camera. You know what I mean? Like it just is like. It's it's just like okay, well, we wanted to go for complete realism here, but like you didn't need to. Yes, you did. It just is a weird. Yeah, it's just a weird thing that he puts in. We need to frisk you, and then he just turns his back to the camera and covers up the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a weird. That's the that weirdest. You feel like you were choice. in the car. Um, so obviously, what do we think about? In and this is what I took. Like obviously, like the whole thing is is Pacino, who was, I think, 32 at the time. He's supposed to be playing the younger brother. Him and James Conn are the same age, actually, in this movie. Um, but, like, uh, Pacino obviously has the incredible character arc throughout that and and into two, apparently. But Thanks. just as a one-off performance from, like, one of the greatest living actors who was – who was 40 at the time, hadn't had really a big hit, but had sort of redefined what uh, film acting was or wrote the book on what film acting could be, Marlon Brando. Like, what do we think about this sort of one-off thing where he's obviously trying something weird. He's being weird on set. He's like, he's wearing just prosthetic to make his mouth sound like this. And then he's like, 
And then he's like, didn't even bother to learn his lines. Like, but it's still, <laughs> what, what do we think about his, his sort of thing? Like going back and looking at it 50 years later, you can't tell. And that is just greatness personified. If you, if Michael Jordan scores 45 points in a game, you don't know what he prepared. Like somebody just came out this week. I think BJ Armstrong came out this week and said, you have no idea how good Michael Jordan could have been. He literally did not sleep for 14 years. He did not sleep. This man <laughs> never was. This man was out there doing people, being the greatest the game has ever seen with no sleep. BJ Armstrong's like you. Michael Jordan could have been much greater. He lived the craziest life ever. Like that's you can't. Brando is so good. He's learned so much. He's had so much experience that he can half-ass this role and still give a performance like that. He's incredible. He's perfect. He's. It's it's amazing that he do that. It's incredible to know that like this guy didn't really prepare for this and maybe he wasn't as dedicated as he should have been. And he still dropped 65 in a playoff game. Like it's yeah. crazy. For me, it's like I'm I'm usually not one of those people to like really get on acting or whatever and like pick out the nuances or whatever. I'm a regular fucking person. I don't I don't know those things. But I was hanging on every fucking word that he was saying. Like obviously you can like clip parts of it and make it very very funny <laughs> like yeah. and the accent is hilarious and shit like that and sometimes but, you just legitimately cannot understand him unless you yeah. have subtitles yeah uh, but i was like legit Especially like hanging on every word like, i was really like can't... i'm i'm fucking moved like i like i respect this man this is an og in the game look at it look at him operating like a fucking don that's what he is and it doesn't work for me. I don't know. What like, does he say when he's at the meeting of the five families where he's like, is something, something should befall my son. Like uh, a cop yeah. shoots him or Some he dies in his prison. Unfortunate accident. Unfortunate accident befalls my son. Or he gets struck by lightning. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to take that very personally. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> he's, he's basically like, I'm going to get very upset. And it's just like, it's, it's, it is, that is one of the greatest things ever where he's just like, if some unfortunate accident should befall my son. And it, yeah. he's just mumbling his way through it. But it, some unsolved mystery happens to my son. I'm going to solve that shit. I'm going to yeah. know it's y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, but I, you know what's funny to me about his performance is because he's obviously like looking away off camera to like look at cue cards. And stuff like that and like he he's taking these pauses because of that while he's doing it he'll do something like he'll scratch his face or he'll like scratch his brow and like take pauses where people wouldn't normally do that you know what i mean it just makes them cooler <laughs> yeah like, like, makes, you come, you come, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding you asked me for something it was like here he's like you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding pause look at cue card it like makes it give it more weight weirdly <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever because you know that he's fucking up because of the history of this movie but he's not in the movie it's so weird in the movie he's doing it exactly like it should be done yeah. incredible directing like, divine <laughs> incredible directing incredible editing they really body this they really went crazy um also the cinematographer is is incredibly funny like to, to look back on it because basically he was like i'm gonna do what i want and he basically shot everybody in the dark in this movie <laughs> um everybody is like 
covered in shadow, which ends up working because most of the time you can only see like half of Brando's face and like the other in them when uh, Michael turns with Pacino turns to the Godfather, it really is like you can only see like half of his face. It, 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 it is at most times. Speaking of his turn to the Godfather, what an incredible way to end a fucking film. We kind of talked about this earlier a little bit, yeah, but we got to get into it. Like, first of all, like I said, the the baptism scene where he literally becomes a godfather, like to this child and becomes the godfather because he's killed all these fucking rivals. Incredible. But then like uh, when his sister comes in and is like, you killed my husband, you bitch. My son's an orphan, whatever. You bastard you bastard <laughs> i after that michael oh my god michael it's very bad but and then diane keaton's like no no there's no way is it true michael is it nah fam i wouldn't do that you know me <laughs> but he's like he's like never ask me about my this, work and this she's one like, time i let you ask me about my work this one time yeah. one time and like that that lured her in like it's perfect it's like you know what actually i'm gonna tell you the truth right now ask me anything <laughs> i i got you right now <laughs> all right cool so is it true no it's not oh thank god <laughs> you told me i could ask one time you were gonna tell me the truth and you did great done let me Toxic go to the other room back to my shit and then immediately Don Corleone. Oh, hell yeah. We back up, baby. Let's go. It, they come in there and they kiss his hand. But to end, like, we, we've spent the entire movie with, with these just, I mean, murderous asshole dudes. And then to end with the final shot of an, a particular, I mean, she married into this, but like particularly innocent sort of woman looking directly into the camera yeah is you're like and the door closes on her you're like oh no (laughs) you know what i mean like oh oh no (laughs) and we don't spend that much time with Kay. like she kind of becomes an afterthought after a while and really even when they get married and have a kid she's still kind of an afterthought and it's just really in that final scene where she's like it all kind of comes to a head, which it's great acting by Pacino and uh, sorry, Diane Keaton to like sell that. But you, yeah, you don't really see a lot of their like marriage. They're together in the beginning. There's that whole middle part where he gets married, his wife dies. And like, then he comes back a year later. It's like, so what about it? Yeah. Uh, She like, she pops in just long enough for you to be like, Oh yeah, she's around. And mm-hmm. then goes away a little bit. Like this movie is so fucking efficient with its three hours. It's like we're gonna tell you everything you need. We're not gonna tell you anything you don't. You might have forgotten about Kay, and we know you're probably forgotten about Kay at this point in the runtime. So here she is. She tried to give Michael a letter. She still wants him back. Don't forget, she exists. Cool. Now we're gonna put her back over here. <laughs> not think about her again until it's time. Yeah. Oh man. Any other scenes stand out to you before we move on to our uh, next thing? All of them. <laughs> this is the greatest. This is the I love the, uh, the the older guy who teaches him how to shoot the gun. He's just phenomenal in the way that he oh yeah delivers his performance. 
When he comes back, he's got to kill Polly. He's like, what happened to Polly? Uh, Polly, won't see him no more. Just casually as he goes about making spaghetti <laughs> we'll sauce. Won't see him for a while. It's just fucking, just fucking swag. It's just amazing. Incredible. Cause... Like So many people are giving such great performances all across the film. Like it's The, the Baker guy is good. The the guy who owns the mortuary is good. Like just people are just going <laughs> look for how they it massacred my look boy. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> So, so I so I also good. love the scene where it's like uh, where Vito is still alive, and Michael is like has become the new like Don basically, and so all the people are like, "You gonna let your son like talk to us like this, bro? Like we ain't we ain't trying to do this bullshit." Like, and Vito's like, "Nah, nah, he's in charge. Like I'm calling ISO here. Listen to the boy." <laughs> well, it's like he's also in those scenes too. He starts to like dress like a retiree too he starts like wearing like a sweater and like <laughs> everything else it is it is really interesting um yeah fredo stinks we talked about that can't even get his gun out trash um the assassins that tried to kill him stink because uh they shot this man 15 times from point blank range <laughs> go back and watch it it literally is they empty the clip and he's like they shot him five times what <laughs> and like, I think they shot him more than that. How do you not kill a like what like seventy year old man like, yeah. <laughs> shooting at point blank? Like, come on, get it together, kids. Um, let's. Oh, see. also, my guy at the end, uh, the like fake cop who was part of the uh, the baptism murder. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he does like the sassiest aim I've ever seen with a pistol. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like what is the squat and like roll around <laughs> and, point. and he nailed uh the guy but uh uh what's his name uh Barza Barzini yeah Barzini. he nails him from like <laughs> up the stair with a handgun like he just <laughs> It was the fucking the fucking rolling point. He like just I was like, <laughs> like but you ain't got a style on me as you kill me, bro. Like just just let just shoot me like a regular person, fam. You ain't gotta get style points with it. I will say for the un for the uninformed like I was, I like I've seen a ton from this movie and I just know it because of cinema history. But like and this isn't a knock of the movie, like the movie like I said this earlier in my review, like if you like are even remotely sidetracked for a minute, you will lose who is the heads of some of these families until the very end when you kind of just realize like, oh, just Michael killed everyone. <laughs> because there's like a moment where Don, where Vita or Corleone, Don Corleone, it says like, whoever comes to you with the merger or whatever, with the peace agreement is the one that betrayed you. So they knocked that guy out. And like, you see that. But you don't kind of realize, like, like, so is it Barzini or is it the uh, Tatalia family or like, is it like sort of? So he just take, you know, you don't really know. But in the end, it's like they they've all conspired together, so you kind of figure that out. But in the intermediate, you're like, who is trying to kill all these people? <laughs> so it is sort of like you do lose the forest you can't really see the forest through the trees in the middle of like 
all of these Italian names being thrown at you at one time, at least for me, I will say that. Yeah. Also, we gotta, we gotta point out that my man who was trying to negotiate for his life at the end, it's like, nah, dog, like <laughs> you got caught. We're not about to let you out of this, bro. Like incredible Duval thing. Incredible Duval. To be like, no, sorry. I can't. I, I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Tell him it was just business. Like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna go up to our brother and be like, yeah, we killed the guy, but he said it was just business. We hope you know that. <laughs> I also oh. love the scene with Carlo where he finally tells reveals to Carlo that he knows you have to answer for Sonny Carlo. Like that scene is just so <laughs> incredible. Ugh, Classic oh, Pacino. Man. He's just so good. It's just like, is that what's the best Pacino? Is is that the best of Pacino? Obviously, like I think the weight of the baptism scene holds a lot, and just Pacino, like just looking how he looks and stare in like in the way that they filmed that scene. Basically, he looks like I the do devil. Renounce them. He looks. <laughs> he looks like the devil. Like it just it. Uh, that's cold blooded. But like, is the best Pacino scene the very end? Or is the best Pacino? I think the best Pacino scene. I said when I said he was cold blooded was when they go to Carlo's house and he's like, he's like, put the phone down. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> he's like, you gotta, you gotta answer for for Sonny. He's like, we know you did it. He's like, we're not gonna. He just keeps making these promises. He's like, and then all of a sudden they just choke him. And I think that's the best. Incredible. I think that's the best Pacino is when he when he goes to Carlo for the first time. But my favorite, like, obviously my favorite is the Bachelors. I keep saying that, but I the first time that I was like, yeah, dude, this dude's got it was when he was like, you're out, Tom. Like, shut the fuck up talking to me. Like, you're done. It's like you're you're going to Vegas. You're gonna go hold it down out there. What, like, and I didn't understand that because obviously Tom wasn't out. Was that a long play to get Carlo to trust them? Is that what that was? Nah, Tom is out. Like, like out of being the consigliere. Oh uh, well, okay. Yeah. yeah, he was. He basically got demoted because my dad's gonna be my consigliere because he was yeah. the mob boss and yeah, he was he basically, basically like, got demoted. Tom, we love you, but nah. <laughs> Tom needed to. Tom do needed to do the Denzel. He needed one moment. The Denzel. You're gonna do this shit to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he was like, "Hey, we gotta kill, pull off like fucking." five murders while I'm at this baptism. Tom, I know you ain't about it. Like, I know you ain't going to be able you, to hold it down. You definitely not going to be able to hold it down when we murder literally every all of our ops at the same like, time. We love you. We appreciate you. You can intimidate some people with like horse heads and shit, but like, I got to murder six dudes in a matter across, in like a 10 minute span. I have 10 minutes to simultaneously murder six people. You're not about this life. You're going to Vegas. Yeah, that's the greatest GTA mission of all time, right there. We saw. You yeah. just got to kill like six dudes in like five minutes. There's a timer. You got to go cross town, kill this dude. Go across town, kill that dude. It's got to happen in like nine minutes. Incredible. I love the. I love it's like we're gonna kill all the heads of these huge mob boss families and Mo Green. <laughs> just because we don't like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like his face. Yeah. He had I'll to go. With, I'll fuck with that dude. You're out well, of Well, they here. had to kill him because they had to take over the Vegas casino, and he wasn't going to give it up. That's why he had to go. It wasn't just because they didn't like him. Yeah, he tried he to refuse the casino. offer he couldn't refuse. Yeah. They made him an offer he couldn't refuse, and he refused it. Like, what were we supposed to do? 
Okay, so we're missing her. Grab the gun, take the cannoli. Um, the, hey, why don't you tell that pretty girl that you love her? Here's how you make a sauce. Just, <laughs> which is actually how you make, uh, and I, like you can follow that recipe, I yeah, think. Of course. Um, Major key, he uses sugar, people. It's very important. That's sugar, very important. Spaghetti sauce. This sauce should have a little sugar in it. That's all. That's some facts, and I'm glad you're speaking truth on this podcast. Oh, fine. Not not finally, because we're gonna keep remembering scenes from this movie. But like the the thing that I thought was actually really cool, and this is where I think George Lucas actually helped the newspaper montage, where instead of showing like, okay, we're just gonna show these gun battles, they show the newspaper montage, which is something that I think they took basically like from Citizen Kane, but. They show the 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 mob boss battles and throughout the year that Michael is in Sicily, they show yeah. the mob boss battles through a montage of newspaper clippings. And I thought that was really effective. They didn't waste a ton of time to like show the passage of time there. And I thought that was actually really like it's not the first time I've ever seen that in a movie, but it is one of the things where it's like they could have wasted a ton more time on this actually. Yeah. So that was, that was actually really smart. They did not do that. This movie's so long, man. <laughs> I know like, I know people are like, Oh, it's not a wasted moment. I'm like, yeah, well it is long. It is long. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah. So shout out to the movie holes for stealing the newspaper montage clips for oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Godfather, you know, influences everywhere. Oh man! All right, Speaking we're gonna, of... now, we're gonna make some people mad on this podcast. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna just look up the greatest movies of all time and see which ones I haven't seen. Yeah, me too. I got two very specific answers. Two very specific. Yes. All right, we aren't gonna going. we aren't gonna draft because that wouldn't make sense. Um, just because like we haven't seen the movies, so no. just uh, a couple hot takes. Couple hot takes. Best uh, best movies, and by this we mean critically acclaimed or critically well-received, or even, uh, to that point, well-loved by fans, movies we haven't seen. Um, Tej, what are your two, what are your two, like, very specific picks that you have? This is very easy. One is Citizen Kane. I'm not watching that shit. I'm sorry, bros. I don't care how good it is. I don't care. I'm not watching that That's shit. a pick for Dex. Okay, I will yeah. never watch I that, that shit. I'm not watching 19. I'm not watching that movie. I'm sorry, guys. I appreciate all this done for us. I'm not watching that movie. But the second one, I actually have started this movie twice and got through about 25 minutes and turned that bullshit off. And I'm not ever watching it again. I don't care what y'all say about it. It's 2001: A Space Odyssey. That shit is huff. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is not good. I'm not watching that shit. I don't care that it's. Help my favorite sci-fi movies. I appreciate it for doing that, but I'm not about to watch uh, that movie. It stinks. I tried twice. It absolutely did not hold my attention. That shit is ass. So Literally never movie. been interested. Like, no, I didn't even think about that ass. when I was tweeting that earlier, but I also haven't seen that movie, and I am, I'm not going to. I don't care. When, when you go back and you look at that movie, like, yeah, like... It is. It's very. It's boring. It's very boring. Um, when you go back and you look at that movie, though, as a precursor, like for what star wars became it is astounding to look at that doesn't make it an incredible story it is astounding <laughs> yeah, to look exactly. at what what he did in 1969 to like go back and look at it because it all looks like they're actually in space and sh it's crazy to look at um 
but it is yeah it's weird and boring the best parts of that movie are when it's like the space horror sort of like almost alien vibes where the computer becomes sentient and stuff like that but then it gets even it just like gets into like the meaning of life and humanity and you're just like what the fuck is this <laughs> usually but, that would be my thing but yeah, I'm, I'm just not watching 2001: A Space Odyssey. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just no. not doing it. I'll have to. I'll watch. I'll Can't watch her me. for real cinema if I want to see some sentient beings. And talk about <laughs> Hell yeah! I watch real cinema. A, a, a good movie. Me. Her is so much better than has any right to be. <laughs> um, so good. Stunned by that movie. But the the thing also with Citizen Kane in film school, I watched because uh, yeah, I went to Capital F Film School. I, I took one <laughs> film theory class. Um, <laughs> They did a recut of Citizen Kane where one of my professors like literally cut out all the boring shit. And he's like, <laughs> we're going to watch this in class. It's only like an hour and 30 minutes. That's amazing. It's, the best, it's the best way to watch that movie. <laughs> we love yeah. to see it. But like I some mean, of the stuff Citizen that he Kane, was Citizen Kane is one of those things that like, I would watch it if it came up for some reason, but I'm not going to be like just by myself at, at the house. Like, you know what? Citizen Kane day. We're doing it. Like, that's not going to happen for me. I think Andrew Hammond tweeted to you, Dex, where he was like, um, or is it Andrew Hammond? I think he tweeted to you, yes. uh, the making of Citizen Kane is better than like the actual movie, like, the story behind Wait, it. Wait, is he talking about Mank? Because Mank no. is some huff. <laughs> no, but that's basically the making. But like the, the history of the making of Citizen Kane Got is it. like, because like Robert Hurst, who was, or not Hurst. It is Hearst, but I don't know if it's Robert Hearst, who was still a billionaire. William? William Hearst, William Randolph Hearst. Yes, sorry, Robert. Oh God, yes. Um, was uh, essentially the the most powerful man in the world, and also one of the most eccentric men in the world. And he just basically was like, "I'm going to make a movie about that guy." And the while he was still alive, and <laughs> the guy was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and he did not want the movie to be released. So it it is really interesting. Dex, uh, do you have any any thoughts? Uh, yeah, there's so many. Like, I, I just Google search. <laughs> there's so like, many. <laughs> greatest movies of all time. There's so fucking many of these that I haven't seen and I have no interest in seeing. Um, we can start with the most recent one that is, like, widely beloved. Uh, shout out to Paul Thomas Anderson Hive, even the Lakers beat the sex. I've never seen There Will Be Blood. I've started mm, it, like, three amazing. times. Can't do it. Yo, there there would be blood of some huff, bro. You don't need to finish that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, sir. What are we talking about? You don't I've need tried. To I've tried good. three different times to watch that. What are we doing? What are we big doing? power of the dog, big power of the dog vibes. Big power of the dog vibes. Big. I you know, I can Huge. appreciate like I can watch the YouTube like clips and be like, okay, Daniel Day Lewis hacking his ass off. Great. I don't need to watch the rest of this movie. You have bro. Paul Dano and Daniel Day Lewis going insane in that movie. Paul yeah. Dano's best movie is The Batman. I don't need to watch that movie. <laughs> Why don't I, need to I watch can that? watch Harris? You know, every I, every I drink your milkshake. I lick it up for whatever he said, and then you beat the fuck out of him with a bowling pin. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get I it. Incredible. I don't need to watch the rest of this movie, and I that I tried, absolute and enough. I can't. That movie <laughs> is one of the few movies that, like, and I don't get pretentious. I try not to. If you read my writing, like, I try not to be pretentious about most of the movies that I watch because it's like at the very end, it's supposed to be entertainment. I think that's the 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 most 
thing that you can be is a great movie and entertaining. Yeah. I could see where you would say that there will be blood's not truly entertaining. Like I get it, yeah, but this is the one pretentious thing. True for this... hours. On this podcast, <laughs> we might, <laughs> to be honest. Um, liquor's pizza stinks. Boogie I'm Nights. Boogie have... Nights doesn't stink, but it's, it's weird. Fire, but yeah, it's Boogie weird. Nights is very strange. There will be blood. I, I just couldn't get couldn't get through it. Couldn't do it. There, the the thing though that I saw described about that movie that I will be pretentious about is that you can take every frame of that movie and frame it and put it in your house, and somebody be like, "That's a really awesome photograph." That's that's <laughs> yeah, like really cool. where it looks really really good. And that's where I stand with that movie where it's like an incredible performance from Daniel Day Lewis and Paul Dano. But it's also like that's one of the best looking movies I've ever seen in my entire life. That's fair. And I was stunned by it when I was like in seventh grade. So there's also that. But um, yeah, I'm willing to take your word on it though. That's fair. <laughs> it's all I'm saying. That's fair. Any, any, what, what's some other ones? Uh, Silence of the Lamps, I haven't seen. Not that right, I'm like on. hostile to it. I just never got around to it. Okay. Mm. Well, you've, you've said, uh, Silence of the Lambs, you've said There'll be blood. There'll That's be blood. It. What was the other one? Okay. Uh Citizen Kane and Casablanca, I, I haven't seen either, but you already talked about this. Um Yeah, there's a couple more on here. Like basically like a lot of the older shit from like before my time, I've just never got around to it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I I wasn't growing up watching Seven Samurai. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like all those like like truly like old classic shit which they're all on hbo max now which i really need to like dive into the tmc classics page that they have there because they have all the blanca is okay it is not i mean it's okay it's not bad it's fine but yeah like i haven't seen gone with the wind you know what i mean like i don't have five hours you know what i mean it's fine it's also not bad it's also it's, racist, it, but like it insists <laughs> upon itself and it's very racist, but you know, it's all right. Yeah. The like the old I tweeted this earlier, the oldest movie I've like gone back to actively watch as an adult movie watching person was Singing in the Rain, which was came out in nineteen fifty two. Fire. Yeah, I love that movie, bro. I've incredible. seen it twice I now. I've never seen this. Oh bangs. I I don't remember whether you're a musical guy or not, but me and Roy are. And I fucking, I love that movie. <laughs> Unapologetically musical guys in that movie. Like the first time I saw that, I was like, I don't think there's a better movie. I don't think that I, this is. I need this to is, watch this movie. I need to have this this is the list. movie. And it, and it, the funny thing about singing in the rain though, is that it like historically wasn't a hit. Yeah. They like, didn't, everyone was like, it's fine. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then like, and, like decades 30, later, 30 years later, they're like, what are we talking about? It was like, <laughs> They put it in like the historical registry for film. They're like, "What is what?" Decades later, watch this. like this is the greatest. Like, what yeah. are y'all on, bro? Like, um, there's got to be some movie that we can do that for. That like everyone like when it came out, everyone was like, "This is fine," and then we can just be like, "Actually, this is peak cinema." I'm gonna I'll try it. Do already it, exists. I'm gonna try to do it with movie. Cloud Atlas. To be honest, oh god, <laughs> I watched an hour, I watched an hour of Cloud Atlas. And I don't know if we all want to do. We never did this episode. Did we do this episode? No, no we, we never did it. We we. Well, let me give you a, a a spoiler alert for our Todd Atlas episode. That shit kind of stinks, bro. <laughs> I, watched like an hour, I was yes. bored out of my fucking mind. 
It's going to be our five-year anniversary pod. We're going to finally do Cloud Atlas. <laughs> I was really happy when something happened and we didn't end up doing that movie. I was like, oh, I don't have to finish that shit? Because I watched the first hour. I was not looking forward to the second hour. I was you didn't not. get to see the true true. Um, <laughs> uh, taxi Driver, never seen it. Never seen Taxi All right, Driver. Now we got. we got to stop, guys. Guys, you gotta stop. <laughs> Taxi Driver is fucking phenomenal. It I is believe elite, you. Elite, elite content. It is amazing. Along those same lines, Dex, Raging Bull. Haven't yeah. seen it. Also, I haven't seen it. That one. There's a, a lot going I'm, on. I'm not going it's, to. <laughs> not an easy watch. Okay. Uh, Taxi Especially Driver you is know... one of those I would watch it if it like came up for some reason. Like, you know, if High Tops Girl wanted me to watch uh, Taxi Driver with yeah. her. I, I'm doing that. Raging Bull, nah, fam. Like we not, we not doing that. How the, it's, it really hurts me that y'all have you young people have seen the Joker, which is the most off-brand version of the Taxi Driver that you've ever seen, as opposed to watching the real cinema hours of Taxi Driver. That is insulting. Hey, Amen. The Joker is basically Taxi Driver. <laughs> I'm know? not actively se- seeking out like mentally deranged psychotic hey killer he was going through some shit he was but definitely like, like the joker made a billion dollars so i had to watch it no you didn't for well, me none of us i'm one of those i'm one of those people man i just i like going to the movie theater i like the like the event the experience being that's kind of where theater. i'm at that's kind of <laughs> where i'm at because it now with streaming like i sat down and, and caitlin and i watched memories of a murder which is incredible by the way from early bong jun ho it's on hulu if you haven't watched it um it, it and we watched it in full because it was riveting but it is one of those things where it's like if i'm at home and it's kind of how i felt with the godfather like i wish i would have been like could have seen the 50th anniversary release of this at like amc yeah it's, i did like phenomenal yeah. phenomenal content like i am way more engaged at the movie theater and that's why i say like oh we love film because like we love going to the movies yeah and that like so like i love watching film. stuff at home for the first time it doesn't hit the same as watching yeah. it for the first time in the theater like that's why i'm glad that's i fair. got to go like 2019 when they put out the 20th anniversary of the matrix i went and watched that shit in the theater for the first time and i was like oh this is fucking amazing. Like, I get what everyone's been saying. Had I tried to watch this shit at home, I'd have been like, I mean, obviously it still would have been good, but it just doesn't hit the same as watching it like fucking Dolby Theater for the first time, you know? All right. Um, you didn't give us yours. No, I, you we, us yours. we can do this all night. Um, give us yours. Because I've seen weird movies, like, because I had to watch for my film theory classes, like, Double Indemnity is one that's going to come to the Criterion Collection that I think y'all should actually really watch. It's one of the like five best film noir films that you've ever seen. It's an incredible movie. So I've seen shit like that, but like never even heard of it to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And I've seen like Sunset Boulevard and in just like I, so I've never seen like the early Brando. Like I've never seen I've never seen a Streetcar Named Desire or On the Waterfront. Yada yada yada. Uh, Streetcar seen... we watched for class in high school. Yeah, um, I've never seen a lot of early Spike Lee. I've never yeah. seen Do the Right Thing. That's um, racist. It, yeah. <laughs> Look, I'll I'll tell you this. I didn't see Not Do the Right the Thing for the first time until I was like a senior in high school. So it's, like, not that good. I mean, it's wow, fine. It's like, not this fun. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's very heavy. 
I'm not the biggest Spike Lee fan, but except for Crooklyn, Crooklyn is an absolute banger. It's an incredible film. Well, it's like I love like later Spike Lee. Like I love Inside Man, obviously Black Klansman. I hate like, Inside Man, but I love Black Klansman. You hate Inside Man? <laughs> what do you hate I about? Actively Inside hate it. Man? You know how much I love Inside an action movie and how much I love a heist movie. I hate it every time. I've tried to <laughs> like this movie. At least this is a black filmmaker that I have a lot of respect for. I tried to like this movie like six times. It does nothing for me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just can't get into it. Um, but I love I love Black Klansman. Uh, and Crooklyn is phenomenal. Also, the documentary he made about New Orleans was really good. Like, really, really yeah. good. But Do the Right Thing is just okay. It's something everybody should watch, but it's not like the best movie. I feel uh, like I like the idea of Spike Lee more than I actually like Spike Lee's movies most of the time. But I'll, I'll tell you this, and like this may not help my allegations or whatever, but like... The allegations are... Any... Any... Any black trauma slave film, it I, I can't I can't. I actively avoid those. So I, I, I feel I, you on that. Like like, like, like 12, I will go to my grave having never seen Twelve Years a Slave. I haven't seen Twelve Years a Slave. I it's a tough seen, watch. Yeah, I haven't seen a. It's lot. really I good, mean, but it is a tough obviously watch. like y'all know. I haven't seen Moonlight. Like it, it just I. Uh, oh, that's a travesty. That is a my, travesty. That film is beautiful. My we gotta life. run. We gotta run that back though, like because I gotta, I gotta, to... I gotta revisit it and see if I'm, I, I might be wrong. I'm Moonlight. I don't remember to be honest. Did you not Wait, like you it? You don't like Moonlight. Yeah, I didn't like it. Well, oh my God. I thought I liked it, and then I was like, nah, I don't like it. <laughs> and now I gotta watch it again because I saw it like three times. Like I uh, saw it like in three theaters, times but... in movie theaters. Ugh. Oh, yeah, it came out my... on DVD. I was friends with like all the gay people at Baylor. Like I don't, I don't remember why. It just how it ended up happening. Like I just knew all of them essentially, and so we were just constantly like just over at someone's apartment watching Moonlight for whatever reason. Like <laughs> for, as like, a ten, group for five straight years, you were watching yeah. Moonlight. But um, so, so I've seen it like three or four times, and like by the last time I watched it, I was like. It's not that good, but I'll, I'll go back now. I like, saw La La Land love and like, obvious, I don't know if Moonlight even came to Beaumont, Texas to be completely honest with you, so <laughs> I just missed it. And then going back, like, it just, my white guilt is too strong to be like, I need to watch 12 Years a Slave and Moon, you know, like, I just, I can't you don't like, need to watch 12 Years of Slave, but you do need to watch Moonlight. It's beautiful. Like, I, I feel like I could watch Moonlight. Let me uh, make an like, addendum to that. I probably could watch Moonlight. Like, we 12 Years of Slave or, or I don't know, Roots or anything like that. The color purple. Like, I'm just like, oh, I, my, I can't. My dad went through a phase where uh, he, like, heard that me and my little brother have both never seen Roots. And he was like, I'm buying Roots on box set. We're watching like the whole thing as a family. Oh, God, no. I think we got through like the first, like, it's like a multi disc. It's like a multi disc. It's like, yeah, it's, set, huge. Right? it's a mini series, right? It's a mini series. Yeah. I think we got yeah. through like the first disc and we just never like got back around to it. And we like all never brought it up again. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just collectively decided like, we're not just, we don't have to talk about that show anymore. We don't have to talk about it. Don't have to do this. Hey, you know what? That's going to collect us. Like, we're just going <laughs> to. It's probably still at my parents' house. I'm gonna be over there this weekend. Shout out to Mother's Day. Shout out to all the moms. But uh, I'll see if it's still there. If we still got the big ass roots box. What's a major? Barry Jenkins also made a 
ten part uh, mini series about slavery. It's called The Underground. It's phenomenal, but he also made Moonlight. What's a major? Oh, uh, here's another one that people are gonna hate just because it's around the same time. I started Chinatown, never finished Chinatown. Come on, man. I've never seen it. Yeah, I know the like everyone knows the forget it. It's Chinatown thing, but like I couldn't tell you what that movie's actually like. About. I've seen all of Annie Hall, but I haven't seen Chinatown. Okay, guys, Chinatown is phenomenal cinema. Is Annie Hall a Woody Allen movie, or is it yeah. the other one? I've never Woody. seen any Woody Allen movie. That's fine. Fuck Woody it's Allen. a good thing. You <laughs> didn't beat those allegations. Fuck Woody <laughs> Allen. We don't support him. I've never seen any of his movies. So, like, people are like, uh, you know, you have to separate the art from the artist or whatever. And I'm like, no, no you I don't. don't. I, I didn't no, experience any of the art. Also, so. all of Roman Polanski. I can't believe that people in Hollywood still work with him. Although the <laughs> the pianist is 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 incredible. It's an incredible movie. But like, I've never the, seen it. What's a what's a major blockbuster that y'all have not seen? Because I feel I kind of like I've seen most. You know what I mean? I feel like I've seen them all. I've seen I most well, of the I, I never saw like. Skyscraper with the rock. No, but the like acclaimed blockbusters. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, Morbius? I'm a... Never saw Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> never saw um let's see. Oh, I mean, I've never seen any of the original six Star Wars movies. Never what? got around to it. All right, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have that. You All just, right, you let's just shut are. this down. <laughs> let's shut this down, bro. <laughs> Why I have you never seen I won. That? You don't need to watch those stupid prequels. But you there's need six to watch of them, the- bro. That's why I've never seen them. Just watch, just watch the first one, which is episode four. Watch one and two. It will suck win. <laughs> it, it, they're so good. Uh, you don't want maybe. to keep watching them. You'll, you'll you know talking about- watch the first one. You will be like, talking oh, about- shit, I cannot wait to watch the next one. Talking about, Fran- talking about Francis Ford Coppola, filmmakers that made hits by mistake, uh, George Lucas made that first one by mistake. That thing <laughs> is like, he's like, Oh, this isn't going to be great. And then they released it and it was like, this is the biggest thing ever. My dad has a story of when that movie came out, uh, A New Hope, that the line was wrapped around when the Galleria was first built, the line was wrapped around the corner twice to go see that movie. Damn. And it was playing in theaters a year later. He saw the original (laughs) Star Wars, like the opening weekend, which is an incredible flex that he got to tell me, but it was like, uh, yeah. So George Lucas basically made that film on accident. Like it just, the reason I haven't, I haven't gone, I haven't watched any of those original ones. is because like I said, I like going to the movie theater. Like I like the experience of doing that. I can, you know, sitting and watching a six, six movies in a series at home. Doesn't really appeal to me. No, but also find a showtime of just playing episode four. Then you will be in the universe. Then you. You know what the problem is, though, too, Dex, is that George Lucas, being the weirdo that he is, keeps changing it. <laughs> changes it every like ten years. He like yes, re-release. Yes. Either like I had the original, and I wish I still had. I swear to God, I had the original VHS cut of the movie, and then like two years later, he put out DVDs or different VHS box sets of things where he added a bunch of CGI and stuff that just 
didn't yeah, exist he, in 1979. He treated, he treated it like a Kanye album. He went back <laughs> and shit. He, he shot for DLC. But my problem is that like it's it's six movies, right? And Star Wars fans really only agree on two of them being good. So like I don't <laughs> you know like, I don't want to sign up for like just this watch whole the two thing. that are good then. <laughs> But it's like, why I could just not do that? I could just skip that part, like and just let's go from here, you know? Like, but I'll, I'll probably get around to it eventually. I just haven't. Oh, I haven't seen The Exorcist. That's another one. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't care about either. horror. I don't care about horror. <laughs> yeah, we're not horror guys. Yeah, not not horror guys here. Um, Big musical guys, not not horror guys. Yeah. <laughs> we love dudes love singing and, and dancing. I like musicals <laughs> and horror films. Let's see. Top 100 films, domestic gross of all time. I have seen 90. Yeah, I've seen all of these. Um, yeah, I can't I've even. All of them I, that aren't Star Wars. I, don't be I, cannot, I cannot get down. Okay. The Passion of the Christ. Like, what's. The, I saw that too in a movie theater. Yeah, I saw that, that in a movie life. theater. Wait, I was you saw that in a traumatized. Movie <laughs> I was at a church fucking thing. It was we were going to see the movie. That is the weirdest group. thing about that movie is that eva- evangelicals went in droves to see. It was trash. A masoch- it was a masochist Mel Gibson film where Christ gets tortured brutally. They sent children to that movie. First of yeah. all, fuck Mel Gibson. We don't support him. And second of all, they didn't have to put kids in that movie and every adult that led me into that movie theater uh took a piece of my spirit away that i can never get back because it was a horrible experience it was being jesus for like 45 minutes straight there was blood splashing onto the camera it was awful i literally like my mom and my aunt went to go see the movie because it was like the thing everyone was doing they were going to see passion of the christ and they brought me what the fuck is wrong with people why is everybody just Uh, going to see shit like this in a movie theater this Couldn't tell sense. you. I sat. I remember vividly. I sat underneath my jacket, like wide awake the entire time, like not sleeping or anything like that. I was just like, I can't look at the screen. And it wasn't even like you know, like a cell phone, like back in the day that I could like look at or something. Yeah, you just I was like, I literally just like, I don't want to look at this. Like I'll just be under my jacket, just vibing, like, just wide awake. It's horrible, uh, man. I will never watch that again, ever, but. I knew on that day when I walked out of the theater, I said, oh, I'll never watch that again. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Why? <laughs> Very traumatic. What you to see, but you... Uh... Let's see, are we still good? Yeah. Okay. Yep. What's one What's one film that, that everybody's begged you to see, but you just have refused, like me with The Godfather, now The Godfather Part 2? Uh probably star wars to be honest. yeah i think it's gonna be asking the same question let's go to twitter really quick and then we'll wrap up i asked twitter what some of the films that everybody hasn't seen the amount of people on my side with the godfather astounding <sighs> you're all wrong <laughs> all right uh first of all garrett said uh i asked What's the best movie you haven't seen or refused to see? Meaning, quote unquote, best. And Garrett says, I don't know because I haven't seen them. Oh, brother. Come on. <laughs> yeah, how do you uh, know what's the best? Shut up. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Aaron says no country for old men, which is objectively Aaron. You got to watch Aaron. <laughs> you got to watch no country for old men. Aaron, she also hasn't seen Godfather though. We're yeah. very disappointed with you, Aaron. Um, Apollo Des, the Godfather himself says, uh, he hasn't seen baby driver. Yeah. Baby well, driver is not a film. Now. In fact, it's tough. And you don't actually need to Get watch the that. Fuck out of my yeah, baby driver is not enough, but you can I just can't watch the first scene on YouTube, which is incredible. And the rest of the movie is absolute huff. You don't need to watch the rest of it. Look, I can't, False. I can't make baby driver a sense of viewing anymore because of the allegations, but One, the allegations and two, they gave <laughs> Jamie Foxx the most racist. This is a horrible portrayal of black people. That film is the absolute worst. Hey, bro, Jamie Foxx's portrayal of bats in that scene ain't got nothing to do with me and my black ass. All right. <laughs> like, I don't care about none of that. <laughs> what you talking about? That movie's fucking incredible. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'll let I'll let John Ham I'll let John Ham portray white people. That's <laughs> the, the, the allegations are in that movie. Heavily, heavily allegation vibes all over that script. <laughs> allegation vibes so in every frame of that movie. Disgusting. <laughs> that man has a disgusting face. Um, let's see here. Uh Tony Adams. Tony, you've seen every movie known to man. He said Tony is also 97 years old, so he's oh had God. more time. <laughs> Tony has seen every single movie. Wait. We love you, Tony. But he said, I have I've only seen the first 30 minutes of Parasite. You've seen the worst 30 minutes of Parasite. <laughs> it's no only up from here. Yeah. Um a few people have said that they haven't seen The Matrix. I was Ooh. like y'all back in uh 2019, but now I've seen the light. I once was lost, but now I found Apollo Colin, one of the other Godfathers. He said he hadn't seen the Godfather. He seems like a big Godfather guy to me, having met him. Yeah. He seems like he would be a Godfather guy. White middle-aged dude. Why cinema. haven't he seen the Godfather? He's not middle-aged. Well, <laughs> anybody is 25 plus is middle-aged. We're Damn. aging rapidly. Like, first um, of all, I don't... <laughs> Deed, you're <laughs> ancient. Um, I'll subscribe to that. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Blur Bet or Blur Betty on Twitter says uh, 89% of all Oscar nominations. Okay. okay we, got, we got some catching up to do. <laughs> because I, only she a... says, quote, because I know the people who nominate them. Okay. Only about only about sixty to sixty five percent of them are actually good anyway. So you don't that, have that to you know them. that's fair. Um, Goodfellas and The Godfather. Uh, let's see. Percival Penman says, "Longtime listener, few, former guest says, uh, streets love to praise Hateful Eight and Twelve Years a Slave, but I'm not inclined." That's what he says. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm never watching Hateful Eight. That's just not happening. <laughs> I watched I good. watched five seconds of Hateful Eight, and I said, you know what? Uh, this is three hours long. No, thank you. It is the only Tarantino film that is. I'm not going to let good. Tarantino. I'm not going to let Tarantino waste my time. No thanks. You know how much I love Tarantino. That film is not good. Uh, a lot of people, including Everett, uh, Everett Manser, said, um, never seen Schindler's List. He says he refuses to watch the Titanic, though. <laughs> I can respect that. I was I, in that. The, I was on the same wave until the podcast. 
What a strange uh, time in the history of this podcast, by the way. I went on at least three dates to see Titanic. That shit was in movie theaters forever. It was for it how was old new. were you when Titanic came out? I was in middle school. Uh, uh that makes sense. Yeah. That seems like the ultimate date movie, but that movie's long too. Yeah, yeah, other than some titties, I was like, oh, this is a very long movie. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not necessarily enjoying the film, but I don't necessarily hate the movie. It's okay. It's, okay. it's fine. It's something to do. Okay. Yeah. It could have been, uh, could have been at least you know thirty minutes shorter, but you know it's all right. Anyway, Jack Ryan OC dibbled real quick. Says he hasn't seen La La Land. He refuses. Schindler's List. He refuses. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He hasn't seen. A movie I need to. A movie I need to revisit because every time I see that movie in in like memes, I forget how funny it actually was. Phenomenal content. Yeah, that movie's dope. And yeah, uh, like we established earlier in this podcast, John F. Kennedy hasn't seen The Godfather. So, uh. <laughs> John F. Kennedy had, didn't get to see Pulp Fiction. Isn't that crazy? Yep. That's crazy as hell. <laughs> I can't believe that. Uh, <laughs> that might be the dumbest bit we've ever had in this, the history of this podcast. All right. That has been a One Take Podcast, episode 108. Thank you for downloading, subscribing. We really appreciate it. Please go subscribe to our YouTube One Take Podcast on youtube or once a pod on youtube uh you can follow us on spotify and apple podcast you can rate us on apple pod or both actually you can rate us on spotify though we need more ratings give us some five star reviews we really yeah. appreciate it help us beat the allegations <laughs> eventually we're gonna get past the allegations uh but one of the allegations is now i have actually seen this movie so that's incredible yeah, we beat that allegation let's go we're real now, movie boys real movie boys now i gotta watch godfather 2 uh next week huge podcast we're doing multiverse of madness it's here baby let's it's go time. oh damn i thought we were doing southland tales <laughs> oh damn <laughs> <laughs> finally got there we didn't you know at next week the, the week after that we'll we'll do that um and then we'll do cloud atlas and so on yeah you season three you season three you season two actually oh yeah we gotta do that one yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll do those eventually um so yeah next week dr strange multiverse of madness huge let's go huge we ready up. huge movie coming up uh movies are back folks uh top gun what a year for film apparently <laughs> top gun's the best movie that's ever happened ever <laughs> yeah, oh i apparently. cannot fucking wait yeah so tickets available now go get those yeah dex what else are we doing we're hashtag supporting florence pew the trailer for uh don't worry darling dropped the other day i'm excited it's florence pew so like of course i'm excited but you know, we'll see what the Harry Styles agenda. He is uh, getting down and dirty with your boy. <laughs> he said, "We'll see cool. what the Harry Styles agenda." We'll see what the Harry Styles oh, agenda. boy, some of that, some of that trailer was raunchy. The agenda has won and prevailed, and all the propaganda is unstoppable. But I feel like with this movie, I might be able to like successfully mount a truther campaign and get Harry Styles out of here if he's some huff. 
in this movie. It's okay. It looks like it looks like Chris Pine has more of the actual like role in that movie. Yeah, they were like, well, you know what? We don't want to. We don't want to show too much Harry Styles in this. We want people to come see this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, hashtag Sports One Two, baby. All right, and uh, yeah, we're out. Started at the end Waiting tables Waiting for something To change But I Can't do this shit again Think I'm gonna quit my job And get fucked up I tried a 9 to 5 And I made 5 bucks I Might as well just take the whole year off I'd rather live my dreams Just realize Shifts. I said, fuck you, you couldn't make me If I'm gonna sell my soul, then somebody better pay me If I end up going broke, it's better than